Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is George Romero. You're listening to ZombieCast. Hey, this is Dave Fenoy, the voice of Lee Everett, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Greg Nicotero of The Walking Dead, and you're listening to ZombieCast. I'm Sarah Wayne Callies, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Lori Holden, and you're listening to ZombieCast. This is Danny Drew, and I'm listening to ZombieCast. You better be listening to it, too. Well, you are if you're hearing me, so keep listening. Hi, this is Sid Haig, and you are listening to ZombieCast. That's why you can hear me, stupid. Yo, monkeys, it's me, DDP, Diamond Dallas Page, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion, and, of course, Billy Ray Snapper and Devil's Rejects. And you, well, you, monkey, you're listening to the ZombieCast. And that's not a bad thing. That's a good thing. Hi, this is Norman Reedus, and you're listening to ZombieCast. Temple, you know me as Axel from The Walking Dead, and I'm here to tell you, zombie cast. Stay tuned in. Follow me. And thank you, Romero, for that super awesome introduction this week. And welcome, zombies, to Zombie Cast, an unofficial guide to all things zombie. Episode 165, where I'm Sean. I'm Matt. I'm Norma. And I'm Ted. And thank you, zombies, for another download of ZombieCast this week. We want to thank you no matter where you get us. iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, ZombieCast.net. But the best place is every Monday night, 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern, at allgames.com forward slash chat. You can come over here and mingle with the chatters. I have a good time over here mingle with the show. It's a lot of good family peeps over here. We love the horror and comedy that we put out each week. We want to thank all those chatters in chat right now. We love you guys. Uh, we do want to remind you guys to go over to ZombieResearchSociety.com. We're the official radio show of the Zombie Research Society. You can go over there and browse all the latest horror news articles. Zombies, The Walking Dead, no matter what it is, it's going to be over there. Uh, and while you're browsing those news articles, on the bottom right, you can stream ZombieCast over there and listen to our beautiful voices while you browse the Research Society. Uh, we do want to remind all you guys to go over to... Uh, the social medias, Facebook, uh, search ZombieCast like our fan page over there. We don't, we, we, we need a lot of love over there. And uh, go over to the Twitters and search ZombieCast World. Follow us there. Click the banner up top and follow each individual host. And, and all that's available over at ZombieCast.net. Last couple and, weeks, I have mentioned there's ZombieCast.net. There's, uh, there's a new Instagram, there's too. An, yeah, Instagram. What, what do we search, Ted? ZombieCast. Zombie cast. That's right. So go over to I the Instagram. We got some. Uh, 
We got some good stuff over there. Ted was at uh, at Return of the Living Dead panel this past weekend over in Los Angeles, so we got pictures from that. Pictures from me, Ted, and Matt uh, on the set of yeah, The Walking Dead from, fighting uh, invisible Sonoy, zombies. Right? Well, we were, we were uh, a couple pictures from Sonoy when we went to see the set of The Walking yeah. Dead, right? That, that famous train uh, track picture. Yeah, I've yeah, got we, I've got a we, phone we were, loaded full of crazy pictures. I can that's for, whatever happened to that trailer that you made while we were there, Ted? I thought about that the other that's, day. Remember you were making, piecing that all together? No, that's on YouTube. You guys saw that. Sonoya Paranoia? Oh, okay. You that's the one that, that. Uh, Sean keeps referring to? I, I don't think I ever saw the finished product. What? Yeah, me yeah. either. Yeah, me, okay. me either. The only one that that's I heard f- about was Maddow's Britches. Okay, well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, link, I'll link. I will link you all to that yeah. after the show, I guess, because I don't. I thought y'all did. I don't know. That's been up for like since October or something. I don't yeah, know. dude. Yeah, I just, I've never heard you mention it. I thought uh, maybe I thought you made did. it, didn't post it, or we're on the download, Matt. We, we, I don't know. We kicked to the curb from the Ted. I, I think you I get did. His I door busted did. down. He forgets about us, uh, guys. We do got a lot of announcements tonight. We got a huge show tonight. Huge show tonight with several guests. Uh, later in the show, we're going to be joined by Lou Temple from the new Rob Zombie film Thirty One. Uh, you know, you guys have been seeing the pictures all over the all over the interwebs, worldwide. And uh, Norma, telephone. Uh, but uh, but uh, Lou Temple's going to be stopping in. You remember last time he was on? Uh, he talked a lot about hanging with Johnny Depp, Denzel Washington. A lot of good stories from him. And you know what? I watched The Devil's Rejects last night, and I want to ask him about that famous bed scene. So uh, we're going to be talking to those guys, and then uh, Tad, dude. We got some other guests. Tell us about we that. Do. It's going to be coming on. Don't, don't announce them yet because we got an announcement to make. But uh, but who's going to be joining us first? Uh, and then we will make the announcement and then introduce these cats. We have from uh, sinfulcelluloid.com, personal friend of mine, the, the lovely and talented, knows more about horror than anybody I've ever met, uh, Christopher Jimenez and Miranda Angers. Awesome. What, Yay. Let's, go ahead, let's go ahead and bring him in. Miranda, how are you doing? I'm good, thank you guys. Thanks for having me tonight. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, Miranda. Thanks for coming. Miranda, uh, you know, here at ZombieCast, the first time we have a guest on, we got to get your definition of a zombie. You know, the, it could be, you know, zombies could be a million things. You know, you can have a million people and have a million different definitions. You know, some Scooby-Doo, some's Indiana Jones, some is Romero, some's The Walking Dead. But Miranda, what's the definition of a zombie to you? Whenever you're going to a theater, what do you want to see? What's your, what's your zombie? <laughs> I think there's a lot of different kinds of zombies. Um... I think a basic creep, it would be any creature um, that's devoid of any intellectual thought, driven by some, a single need, usually to feed. I like it. Could it could be living, a living infected person, such as, you know, 28 Days Later, Resident Evil, or it could be someone rose from the dead, something like Night of the Living Dead or Evil Dead. Are you a Game of Thrones oh. fan, by the way? No, I um, actually have never checked it out. I'd be interested to hear your opinion on the uh, the zombies in that one too, because that was a debate for us a little while back. So, uh, if you ever watch the show, the, let White, us know. Walkers. the White Walkers, yeah. Okay, let's have your second to that then. Matt, Matt will get you a copy. I don't think they carry it up there in Canada. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm kidding! I'm kidding! I'm kidding! Kid, I kid. I'm sorry. Uh, Christopher, but, uh, what's but, your, but, what's your, Christopher's definition of a zombie. What do, what do you feel that uh, rage zombies like Twenty Eight Days Later are actual zombies? I, I don't consider them to be real zombies because they're not dead. I do because I mean, if we go all the way back to you know, like the real definition of a zombie, voodoo zombie, it's just it's you know, like Miranda was saying, it's any creature that's devoid and just driven by a function. So 
you know, I'll go with that. I'll go with any kind of zombie. I like flesh-eating zombies. I like cannibalistic, risen-from-the-dead zombies, personally. But, you know, I can, I can roll with any kind of zombie. Just entertain me. So White you know, Walkers, are they zombies? Something. White Walkers are zombies, in my opinion. That's the, that's the man right there. And this guy, this guy knows a lot, so I, I have to believe him. I have to agree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but, guys, we're, we're going to get all into uh, the company. I mean, it's all about horror. We're going to get into it with you guys. But we got an announcement to make uh, right quick. Uh, on behalf of Uncanny Expos, the guys over there, we had a contest the last couple of weeks uh, with some secret words on the last episode. And, and we got a winner, and I believe that winner's in chat. <laughs> but wait, uh, but, but, we but, say the winner, but, are we going to call say all the words out? <laughs> we can. I, I don't have them here. Do know, mine's dookie. <laughs> but uh, but uh, we will say the words. But, but what this contest was, was we had uh, seven words hidden. And actually, all, all the words were hidden after the outro last week so a lot of people's like man they're not in there but they were you had to listen to the outro and all those were stored at the very last bit of the show but uh what 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 we were giving away was a a an exclusive san diego comic-con negan bat that you could only get at san diego comic-con a dead rising uh poster that, that was signed by by the cast and the director of uh dead rising what was that on crackle watch watchtower on crackle yeah 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 so, uh, so we're giving away that poster. There was a Walking Dead bag. I mean, there's tons. I mean, it was a lot of stuff. And then an autographed poster from us, the full crew of ZombieCast, which uh, I haven't uh, received it yet. But uh, I'm, I'm waiting coming, patiently. It's coming to me that it's coming to you. <laughs> oh, get back over here. Uh, Ted, Ted, can you uh, please send me your address again? Maybe just email it to me because it's lost yeah. in our chat thing. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah. No problem. Ted, Ted are you going to doodle on it? I am going to doodle on it. Yeah, I really want to draw, draw oh. right across. Ted's Sean's got that forehead. LA internet. Ted, <laughs> you're not going to bed, are you tonight? Say what? Ted, you cracked up a little bit. You're cutting out. Oh, you're getting out. You're cracked up a bit. Yeah, yeah, that's it. But uh, Ted, dude, I swear, dude, there's not going to be dinged on pictures on your cheek when I get done with it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I could do the <laughs> on it too. I'm the last one to get it. I'm glad uh, I had that picture first then. You know what? Ted, you should announce the winner tonight. So brrr, drum roll, Matt, Norma, me. Brrr, wait, wait, wait. Our words, our words. I want to make the, the winner wait. I'm sorry. I know who you are, but you're going to have to wait longer. Matt, what was your word? It was either dirigible or moose knuckle. I can't remember which one you used. Dirigible? <laughs> yeah, yes, dirigible. We made him like put it in a <laughs> sentence for us, give us a definition. <laughs> it's an airship thingy. Right? I was just trying to... Anyways. Uh, I went with Bruce Knuckle, though. I think my word was taint. Taint? <laughs> and, and mine was balls. <laughs> to go with yeah, taint. See how mature we are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mine was dookie. For, for Green Day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nice. The and, the and the winner. Should we announce the winner? I was thrilled right the win winner is because I got on drum roll. Yeah. And the winner, the winner is, is Ted. Jedi of Light. Hey, Yay, Jedi. Oh, Jedi. Congratulations, Jedi. So, so yeah, he, he was on the ball with that, like, email pretty fast. Okay. Yes, yeah, and like, he like said instantly. in chat, he's like, I'm going to win this. And he was right. <laughs> he did it. I was so proud of him. So excited. Yep. 
So congratulations, yeah, Jedi, yeah. Jedi yeah. of Light. Yeah. Cool. So, Tad, dude, I'm going to give you the reins of Zombie Cast, man. That's Ed. Right there, right. So I. Oh. 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 He's cracking. Chris, tell us about Sinful City Lid. Wait, re- start over, Ted. Oh, my, am I crackling up? Yeah. A little bit. We'll make yep. this an edit. Wait, no worries. Take it off video, Ted. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah. Go for it. Can you hear me now? Now you're yeah. better. <laughs> so, so, Christopher Miranda, tell us about sinful, uh, sinfulcellulite.com. He's still sinful. crackling up. Yeah. One second, you guys. We'll we'll fix this. No worries. Yeah. Yeah. We'll call. Uh, we'll call Ted back. I, I'm gonna go off video too, in case that's um, effing up the the feed here. Okay. Yeah. So so let me add Ted back. Hang I'm up. actually not I'm gonna about stay to... on. I'm staying on video. All right. You screw do it. it. Not that yeah, hard. Screw it. <laughs> I'm back on. You hear me? So Miranda, tell us about Simple. Yeah, we hear you. Um, here you go. Oh, well, Simple Sailor, it's only the best website you can go to to get your latest horror news. And yeah. she has some awesome teammates. Um, we all kind of review retro movies and new movies. We like to talk about a lot of different stuff. We have a lot of fun over at Simple Sailor, creeping people out all day long. <laughs> Miranda does video, and she does some great videos sometimes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. That's- wow. Miranda's in charge of Titty Tuesday, so yes. <laughs> tell her what tell him what Titty Tuesday is. Titty yes, Tuesday tomorrow. Is tomorrow. <laughs> my favorite day of the week. So I choose a movie and I feature where you can stop the movie so you can see any titty action. <laughs> You're like that Howard Stern guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. I respect that. Miranda, what, what films have you seen lately that you saw a really exceptional pair of titties in? And can you tell us, can you tell us when in the film it happens? When wait, wait, wait. I got to get my pad. One sec. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have any exact time right on me right now, but I did just watch Zombie Strippers with Jenna Jameson. And that the one lovely, is definitely Yes. If there's one thing we can say about Jenna Jameson, we will definitely need to watch zombie strippers to see her naked. You can't see her yes. naked anywhere else. No, yeah. <laughs> definitely a yeah. surprise. So that's a double bonus then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw a thing about Jenna. I saw a thing about Jenna Jameson uh, a while back. And, and yeah, she's only been with like four guys. She used it like like the same couple guys for for all of her movies. Yeah. So she's actually she's actually a classy babe who's only had four guys in her whole life. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Maybe maybe it was forty, <laughs> but I think four. <laughs> you know, four. You cross out the zero. It doesn't count. It's all good. And, 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 you know, if anything, you got to go over and see Miranda. She, she I mean, she she looks she looks more like Katy Perry than Katy Perry. <laughs> and Miranda, she's prettier Miranda's than a, Katy, she's, a, she's prettier than Katy Perry. I admit, I'm, I'm crushing us. on this Miranda girl, I admit it. Well, I got a question for both of you guys. So someone put in the chat, Zombievers. Are there a lot of titties in Zombievers? Because that's, that's a selling <laughs> oh, point, oh. isn't it? You know, there actually, I, if I recall correctly, there's only one pair of titties in Zombievers. Uh-huh. Ah, but, are you kidding it's, me? It's quality. Yeah, it's like How many beavers? We, we watched that. I, 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 I've and, seen Zombievers. <laughs> there's one very attractive girl who's naked for most of that movie. That's I thought at that movie. point it was more quantity than quality. 
It's quality. Do I have it backwards? It's quality over quantity. Yeah, yeah. Dan, I will bring her to Horde Trivia Night for you. <laughs> yeah, I want to tell you, you know how I met, here's how I met Chris. Interesting, I don't know if Chris knows this. Um, we do, I tell you guys about horror trivia we do all the time at Jump Cut Cafe in, in Studio City. And the first time I ever went to that was like two years ago. Chris was the first person I ever met at horror trivia. Because I don't know if you remember, first night I went, I got there crazy early because I didn't know better. And I was standing by myself behind. You were the second person that showed up. Yeah. And that's where we met. You were the first person I ever met at uh, Jump Cut Cafe Dead Right Hard Trivia Night. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, we, you know. Uh, and a uh, hell of a nice guy. Ca- we talked and talked. Cowboy Chris, right? You know, Ted <laughs> told us about these. I, I, I don't know if you're in this group or not, but there's these dicks that always win. Ted's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, these yeah. jerk faces always win. <laughs> they I don't know, say it quite they that. Know everything. That's He's down. a little more polite when he says yeah. it. Very they delicate. The redneck torture family. <laughs> They're fuckers. They win every. They win every time. And I, me and Chris have been on the same team before, like several times. And uh, yeah, we just basically have to sit there and take it and get abused and then go home empty-handed. Um, rounds here and there. Tails between your all... legs, crying. I'm sorry. Go to the bar and drown our sorrows down at King's Head <laughs> for like two hours after. That sounds like the most likely situation. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to ask uh, Chris uh, and both of you, like, what horror movies, because I talked to Chris on the phone the other day and we discussed recent horror movies. What have you seen lately that you like, don't like, other people may have liked, you didn't like? What do you, what do you lately, theatrically, you know, indie movies like anything, Insidious 3, It Follows, it follows. Duke. I definitely want to hear Chris's opinion of the Duke because we've discussed okay. the Babadook. I got on the a couple for you. I got a couple for you, Miranda. Why don't you go first? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring the fire in a second. <laughs> this is gonna be okay. good. <laughs> um, I know what you're gonna bring the fire about. So, um, one that I didn't really enjoy, which actually was a zombie film, was Maggie. I, I wasn't a fan of that one. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 Okay, no. Let me just talk to Miranda just for five, just for two <laughs> seconds. Because okay. my, my beef about Maggie was that everyone's praising Arnold Schwarzenegger for doing one face throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. And I didn't find the acting very believable. And I, I found, like, I've seen that story a dozen times. And it was just, just dour, just very melancholy. It just didn't seem to have any peaks and valleys. It was just one note movie. Nothing happened, really. It was depressing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank well, you. it's not Arnold's acting that I liked. I liked the re- <laughs> And I'm going to hash this out again. I liked the idea that we were looking at one particular person as they are going through this transformation and how it deals with a family um, having a loved one go through that. And that's what I liked about it because it wasn't a story that we've seen all the time, you know, oh, we're in a zombie apocalypse. Oh, now what are we going to do? Now we got to survive. It was more of a personal... Um, very deep look into a specific family, and that is what I liked about Matt. I just didn't think it was deep at all. It was just like, oh, I'm sad. Oh, I'm sad. Matt, you would you're, be you're sad, sad too. But there was no sadness. Arnold's just like, I'm sad now, sitting but on this. Ben Stein talks the same way no matter what. Arnold has the same look no matter what. It that would have been a good movie. You are. I, don't you think that even if it wasn't about a zombie apocalypse. She could have had cancer and it would have been the same story. Yeah, it's the same. Yeah, oh, yeah. we talked about it. It's just, it's not yeah. about the zombies. It's about just a, a, a girl with a terminal illness. It could have been any illness. Yeah. 
It's the same yeah. with Shailene Woodley. Yeah, this illness can be That's deadly name, for everybody Shailene. around them. That's but we did say the difference yeah. is when, when cancer fi- when you finally succumb to cancer, you're not going to turn into a cannibalistic rage monster. You're done. Have you succumbed to cancer? Uh, <laughs> no, but my, my grandmother did, and she ran amok through the house, uh, <laughs> tackling people left and right. So. It's got dark quick. Go, <laughs> Grandma. <laughs> She looked like that. She looked like that old lady that was in what's that crappy? Uh, what was that movie with? Uh, oh God, who was he? Dennis Quaid. They, they, it's like the angels were coming. You remember oh that movie? God. They were I'm going to a different creepy old lady attacking. I was going. You're the old. You're before. the old lady jumping up in the corner in the trailer. We all saw <laughs> that was how she was. Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> what's that movie? You know, you know, it's it's Dennis Quaid. It's and he's in the desert and like angels. Paul Bettany's an angel. Yeah. Dominion. Oh. oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know. Um, Dominions. That's the one. Dominion. Dominion. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. exactly what happened. But Chris, uh, it follows. Bob, we, Matt, and I recently watched it. Follows. I Matt liked it more than I did. I liked it a lot. But as I liked the first half, then I thought the second half it started to kind of break its own rules, run out of steam a bit. Amazing soundtrack, though. But I really want to hear your opinion on the Babadook because we've talked about the whole. It's the scariest movie ever made. I'll give you, I'll give you both. I'll give you both. How honest do you want me to be? How oh. honest can I be on oh, air? Be honest. You're us. Tell us we're idiots. Fuck Hang us by our toes. Fuck really? It follows. It follows, sucks you in. If First of all, if you saw the guest, you're kind of crushing on Malika, Makia, whatever the fuck Blondie's name is. <laughs> so you, all right, so you're kind of there. It's about her and sex. Okay, I'm buying a ticket. <laughs> or whatever. So, okay, I'm there. And it's got a cool premise. And the opening 10 minutes, which I saw long before it came out, I was blown away. I was ready to watch this fucking movie. Then I watched the movie. <laughs> and I'm all right. Okay, I'm into it. I'm going. I'm going. And then it just plateaued about 20 minutes in and never went anywhere. Oh, it has wow. no ending whatsoever. Oh, it's just her and that little fruity kid who I would steal <laughs> his lunch money and throw him in the trash can. Walking yeah. together, they're going to be together. Really? really. If they, I hadn't thought. I've, I've watched this movie a couple of times. More than I think I've watched it like three times. Um, Why? Why? I, I don't know. I, just, I, I have a weird fascination with it. If that, if that couple, first of all, the little fruity kid spends the whole movie just staring with a jealous face. Dude, that's all he does. He's just like, like ninety pounds, soaking wet. I could kick his ass half asleep and drunk. He's brave though. <laughs> he was brave. Why is he brave? Because he's but a stalker. He wanted to fight that is... ghost to get Blade. I mean, he did everything for her. <laughs> that's the thing. It's like it's like the one dude, the good-looking neighbor. He didn't believe she was telling the truth. He just wanted to get in her pants, and he paid the price for it. And then that guy. <laughs> He, he believes she's telling the truth, but he's willing to take it just to get in her pants. He's like, I don't care if there's a ghost. I've been wanting to bang this girl since I was 15, and right. I will do it. And, you know and um, priorities. Who he would be if this movie was made in 1986? He'd be Anthony Michael Hall. He'd be Farmer Ted. He, totally. Yes. Totally. <laughs> Farmer <laughs> Ted. But, but so. I was thinking, if, you ha- if, if, they, they're, if they're a couple at the end of that movie... I was thinking when I last time I watched it, if they just keep banging each other, don't they just keep passing the demon back and forth forever? So Literally, like it just it's just kind of a weird there are no rules. They'd have to there keep are no track rules though. It follows. It doesn't follow the rules and it makes no sense at the end and it has no ending. 
And the soundtrack, I'm sorry, I know I'm alone, and Ryan Turk would probably lose his fucking mind all over me, but you know what? The soundtrack, <laughs> it's fucking noise. I've had uh, it with, like, the retro 80s soundtrack from people who <laughs> didn't... <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, you it's know like what? a video if I'm game. Goblin, I'll listen to Goblin. <laughs> oh, well, it's like a video game because the guy that made Fez made the sound. It is. <laughs> it's a sad video game rip. I could do that with like a MIDI file on my computer. <laughs> so you liked it then? Good. We're in agreement. Yeah, you thought it was really good. Horror movies. Yep. Watch it again. Yep. Okay, movie number two, The Babadook. Here we yeah. go. Here we go. Babadook. Buckle in, everybody. The Babadook was on my worst list of the year. Fuck the Babadook. If I want to see a woman who can't deal with her child or life, I will go to Walmart. I can do it 15 minutes. It's not going to take me an hour and 40. So, no. Nice. It was a miserable nice. movie set up with all these little ankylary characters, which normally you expect to die. The annoying coworker who shows up at her house, and so the annoying lady who's like sickly and a little crazy. No, nobody dies. The fucking dog dies. The only character <laughs> in that movie I liked dies. And that brat is it's the one that went down. Poor talkie. Dude, if my kid showed up with a weapon, you know, the slingshot or the, the crossbow or whatever other stupid shit he had, it's, I'm going to kick your ass and that's, that's coming right now. It's not, go put it away or I'll take it away. What kind of mother is that? <laughs> and then it has no payoff. The, the Babadook is Greek. And we're gonna keep it in the closet with Dad's jacket. Is that is that? See, I never got the ending where it's in the basement. She's feeding it worms. What does that even mean? Can you explain that? If you even thank you, I can't. I could explain it as lazy screenwriting or being written into a corner like Boxing Helena. I don't have an ending. Fuck it, it's a dream. <laughs> That's the second time Boxing Leagues. But um, yeah, we brought really? that up last week. Didn't, didn't Boxing <laughs> Helena come up like because I never understood the title. I thought what like it the, was about yeah. like a fighting Helena. You're like, no, they put her in a box. I was like, but I thought it was like a metaphor for. It was like a, a spar with this girl. I was like, no, no, no. They literally put her in a box. But I like the Babadook. I like the Babadook. I thought it was a. Oh, sorry. It is a metaphor as well. I mean, yeah. he does go back and forth with her. If we want to get deep on boxing Helena, it works both ways. But, but I thought the Babadook was a metaphor too, right? Like Babadook was it? Was Babadook a metaphor as well? Was it about dealing with it's grief and learning to live with it? Yeah. Oh. It is, but the problem is, it's a Lifetime movie, not the scariest movie of the year, William Friedkin. <laughs> right. Because William Friedkin said it was scary, people said, maybe it is scary. And he, like, pulled the Jedi mind trick on them, and everybody <laughs> was fucking terrifying. It was not scary. I didn't know. Yeah. As, as, I, as I told everybody, like, like I said, and I told Chris this on the phone the other day, it's like, I, if, if a good movie, a good movie that's supposed to be like a really scary because nothing scares me anymore. I sit and watch movies in the theater, just stone face while everybody's screaming all around me. And I'm just like, shit, shit, like jump out scenes. Like I have a friend I go to movies with and a jump out will happen. Everybody goes crazy. And we will just like slowly turn and look at each other. Cause we just like, it doesn't even affect us, but I will hype these movies up and okay, I'm going to watch this at midnight tonight lights off. And Babadook I'd heard for two weeks. This was the scariest movie of all time. <laughs> of all time, when I put that, yeah, everybody was saying, Chris, you know, everybody was saying it. It was everywhere, and I put that movie on. And twenty minutes in, I tweeted and said, "This is this movie is about a lonely, horny mother who has a mentally ill kid, and she's fed up. That's what this is about." And an hour and a half later, I just turned it off and was like, "I, 
I wasn't even like fucking Annabelle <laughs> is a scarier movie than the Bob Duke. And Annabelle's weak. Annabelle's like a first draft, <laughs> and they went to shoot. Yeah, you need a couple of go-overs. Um, okay, I will say this. Because you brought up the mentally ill kid. That is never stated. And the reason I'm saying that is because there is a fellow journalist that we know who's going to remain nameless, but she's short and she wears glasses and she's kind of cute and she's really opinionated <laughs> and she's more famous than a lot of us, who lost her mind. On tw- not she didn't even call me and lose her mind. She did it on Twitter and ostracized does me she because have, does she have red, I don't know she, what it's does she like. Have reddish hair? Does she have reddish hair? Yes, she does. Okay, <laughs> we know who we're talking about. Lost her mind, saying you're not a woman, nor do you have a mentally ill kid. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but does she, she have, have a mentally ill kid? I don't think she does. She no. does not. <laughs> you know, she's she's from the south, so you know. I think I think she and I are from the same town. In fact. <laughs> well, thanks, sir. We are we are from the same city. What? So you so, know who I'm talking about. Yeah, she's, yeah, she lost her mind all over me because I didn't like the movie. Well, I like I said, I liked the movie. I thought it was well made, well acted. I just didn't think it was scary at all. And and uh, I said that in my review. I said it's a well acted, well shot uh-huh. film. It's not a bad film. From a technical standpoint, you know, I'm not an idiot. Yeah, but it sucks. <laughs> now, Mar- Miranda. Now, you are a you are a woman, uh, yeah. Normie. You're a, you're a woman too, but we're talking to Miranda. Right now. <laughs> Miranda. I'm okay with that. Uh, your opinions. I only count for like a little part what of that. Is this but, girl your, your talk, opi- Ted. Yeah, this is this is girl talk between me and Miranda. You can join Bob, in if you want, Sean. Babadook. What did you What did you think of the Babadook? What did you think of it? Follows Babadook. Starry Eyes, all these latest movies. I I thought Starry Eyes was the best of those three. Yes, it is. If I, yeah, and and uh, I thought that movie was great. But specifically, I only I love one bad thing about Starry Eyes. But I have my gripes about Babadook, and it follows. What do you think? I haven't seen Starry Eyes, to be honest. But <gasps> what? I haven't seen it yet. It's on Netflix. <laughs> it's on Netflix, and there is an amazing set of boobs at the end of it for your two titty Tuesday. <laughs> there you go. Actually, Starry Eyes was good. I would recommend you watching. I think you would enjoy that. And not just for the boots. It's on the list of (laughs) must-sees. But I can tell you I really didn't like The Babadook either. And I found it actually, I'm not going to lie, I found myself laughing sometimes. Because I just found the overuse of the word Babadook started to become kind of funny. And no, I didn't relate to the mom as a woman either. So I can agree with Christopher's opinion as well. I did not like the movie. And it was not scary. <laughs> and the kid, did you, was that child, like, that child replaced Jar Jar Banks as the most irritating movie <laughs> anything ever? Like, yeah. he's in the car screaming in this high-pitched little bit, like, ah! Like, yeah, I don't Ted, blame you. Feel Ted bad was that mom. kid, right? I'm like, Ted, no. you did it so well. Can you try it again? No, my dad would have pulled over no, and gotten a switch. No. Right? A switch. <laughs> off the tree. That From kid south, needed a man. spanking. That kid just needed a spanking. Wow, yeah. you got Southern on us. Yeah, he did. <laughs> well, well, Chris and Miranda, Water let me down ask you this. Hose, no less. Yeah. Chris and Miranda, let me ask you this, Dan. You know, we talk a lot uh, of, of a recent movie that, that 
kind of brought fear back to us. And I want to know what, 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 you know, a recommendation from you guys, but we always talk about Sinister, you know, kind of got to us, you know, it got to my wife during the day watching the movie Sinister. But but, but what are some recommendations from, from, from you guys? I mean, what's something that's scary? What, what should we watch? New or old? What's the scariest you've seen? Old. Okay. Okay. The last movie that actually scared me was um, The Conjuring. Oh, it got me cool. late at night. I was scared. I didn't admit that to anyone <laughs> no. for a long time after that one. You're telling the world now. <laughs> yeah, it got me. What's that? So that might be another one where I, I, I kind of hate the situation I'm in because I literally have become so desensitized that I, I just can't get scared by movies anymore. Chris, are you like, are you like me where you'll see something that's kind of creepy, but I don't, I don't care how scary it is. I don't think about it. I don't have trouble walking out in the dark after it, you know, all these things. And I I wish, I wish a movie could scare me and they just, they just don't. No, I am pretty much to the point now where I can get scared. The thing is learning to, it's, it's being in touch with your emotion. I can scared. I can let myself go when we go to, to Queen Mary or whatever, and I can yeah, get scared yeah. for the whole night. I can go watch a movie and get scared if I allow myself to be in that position. So I can enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. You know? So Sinister scared me. Conjuring scared me. Sinister, um, for actually, sure. Briefly, or not briefly, recently, um, what I found actually really good and really scary is We're Still Here. Ooh, I need to Ooh, see that. What's that one? It's really solid. It's, um... A family that moved into a house where people were burned, like way in the past, and they keep wow, sucking wow. families in to feed off of them. That's kind of the basic gist of it with Barbara mm-hmm. Crampton. So I've been waiting for this for about a year and a half because I talked to Barbara about it on um, on the set of Divine Tragedies. So I've been waiting for it, and it finally came, and it's just a solid piece. It's on VOD, I believe, still right now. So well worth checking out. It's I'm writing that down. It's got a pretty high rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 92%, actually. It's a solid film. And I'm a first-time director. Cool. Well, I have an even more serious question. This is de- definitely going to cause a lot of debate. More, more ridiculous creature in a horror... More ridiculous name, I should say. Babadook or Bigool? <laughs> Which one's a more ridiculous <laughs> name that, that is said way too much in the film they're in? Because the guy saying Bagool, every time they said that in Sinister, I was just like, ugh, I cringed. And, and, and Vincent D'Onofrio even says you've got a bagul problem. Like he says, it's almost like a like mold in your house. You've got a bagul problem. I'm still going to have to go with Babadook on that, and I think it's just the quality of the film as a whole. Yeah, Sinister is scarier in the Babadook. If anything, just for the lawnmower scene was better than anything in the Babadook. The hanging scene. I saw Sinister yeah. the very first time at two o'clock, three o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. So. The opening yeah. is great. Yeah, the opening little mm-hmm. video. Those little videos were all terrifying. That was the best part of that yeah. movie. That's when yeah. the sound footage works. That's mm-hmm. when when you use Super 8 or 16 millimeter footage, that's when it works. You don't need a gimmick. Just shoot it like yeah. that. What was yeah. the Tooth Fairy movie? That was a pretty scary movie. Darkness Falls. Oh, Darkness Falls. <laughs> That was a good nope. one. Are we talking about Darkness Falls really seriously? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> yeah. $50 hey, at the theater and <laughs> Yeah, let's no. 
I saw it. I bought a ticket for Darkness Falls and snuck into the ring because Darkness Falls was so atrocious. I had to get something for my $10. And uh, I popcorn into the ring, which I was not going to see, and I enjoyed the ring out a lot more. And then I got mad after because I saved my ticket stubs. I got mad because my ticket stub says Darkness Falls. Uh, I, think the, I think the ring is one of the last movies I've seen that actually, and that was what, like 13 years ago. It's one of the last movies I've seen that I was like, that was a scary movie. And then you saw the ring too and you cried because oh, God. it was so stupid. My friend and I watched the ring one just to remind ourselves. And then we went to see the ring two, and just the downgrade was, yeah, it was, it, it was so, such a pile of garbage. Yeah. And then the ring two on video, which I bought. Oh, it'll get better. You know, the unrated with 16 minutes of scary footage. 16 minutes of footage of Naomi Watts walking around a fucking park. What it should have been, you remember the little the little mini film that took place between Ring 1 and 2 about the kids form a death circle yeah. in college? That should have been the Ring 2. Right? That should have been the whole movie. That was a much better plot. You don't don't even have Naomi Watts in it. She doesn't need to be in it. Just make it a whole it's I don't know. That was a wasted opportunity. It's kind of it's kind of like Blair Witch 2, which Normie's good friends with Eduardo Sanchez. They nailed it with this first movie, then it's like they immediately squandered it with the sequel. Okay, okay, I know I'm going to catch shit for this. I love that film. I Book love. It's a good movie. The last Book of, twenty yeah. minutes. I love Book of, Book of Shadows by myself. I love it by myself <laughs> in the corner with Halloween two. In the corner, like Michael Williams. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I I posted Halloween two the other day. On Facebook for my morning Rob, movie, right Rob away. Zombies, Rob Zombies Halloween. Rob Zombies Halloween too, and Mike Williams got on the fucking horn at six o'clock in the morning. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I get a lot. I get a lot of shit for that movie. Well, what's the guy? I, I I think I made a mistake. What's the guy who was stuck in the corner at the end of Blair Witch? Was his name Michael Williams? Also, he was Michael Williams too. So we have see. Yeah, see that now I'm confused. Oh, I'm talking about not Michael Williams, Michael Williamson. Okay, Secret, okay, yeah. Secret 16. Michael Williamson. Right, okay, because, yeah, I remember that guy's name was Michael Williams, the famous He, he is also on Zombie Rennick Torture Family, just going back to that for a sec. Michael Williams, yeah, I know, I know who he is. I know He's who a he big is. six foot four, big, burly, hairy, Fred Flintstone looking guy. Who if he's on Zombie a- Redneck, he's a nerd. <laughs> hey, Chris, l- let me ask you yeah. something, dude. I, yeah, right. I've talked about this on ZombieCast, and and it's a movie that it's it's not really a horror movie. And Miranda also that uh, my buddy told me to watch, and he's like, "Man, there's this part in this movie that'll scare you more than you've ever been scared before." And uh, you know, he, he's like, he's like, it's it's it, it'll it'll just freaking scare you bad. So so me and my wife rented this movie. Uh, and, and the, the, when the part come up, I didn't, I wasn't expecting it. And I swear it took my breath and I mean, it, it scared me worse than somebody jumping out and saying boo. I mean, it was like, my, I mean, my <laughs> arm shook, my leg shook and, and it took the breath right out of my chest. And I, and I had to pause to, to recollect myself because it scared me. Good so Lord. Bad. What is, what is it, Sean? Yeah. Sean this, is, this must be the, this must be the scariest thing ever. It's the scariest thing ever. And it's in the movie called the forgotten. Did oh. you ever see that movie? Oh. With the abducted kids? Yes, about the abducted kids, but there's a car wreck. It's a car wreck scene, and you're not expecting it, and it scares you so damn bad. That was, was one like, of the first <gasps> times they used that. 
trick where I mean, she's I mean, driving, I, I she gets hit. Like, that was like one of the first times. That was yeah. a good I one. felt like I was in a car wreck, dude. It messed my mind up that bad. I mean, I spilled shit everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> that was just the best if you haven't seen it, watch it. Yeah, yeah. No, I have to agree there. I have to agree there. Ah. Hey, maybe so Sean you know is right, Sean is about? right about something. Remember, he just said Darkness Falls, though. So let's uh, let's even it out a little bit. Darkness Falls is good. <laughs> I, I admit the the creature design at the end of Darkness Falls is pretty scary looking, though. When you see your have... unmasked burned yeah. face. What, what Here, about original Poltergeist? All right. Here's a rule that I choose to live by. I liked it. I never said it was good. Yeah. The Godfather. Well, I, I, I did. <laughs> I did. I like forgotten, but Halloween too. Oh. Yeah, I have a saying, Chris, which is just if I don't really, if I see a movie and I don't love it, I don't hate it, I have no opinion. Like, what's a movie? I saw a movie recently, like like the movie um, Dark Skies that had Felicity oh. in the the Alien movie. I saw yeah. it. There was nothing about it I didn't like. It was just completely forgettable, and I and I classified that as it's a movie I saw. You know, that's all I have to say about it. I don't have an opinion. I can't, <laughs> I have no criticisms of it, but there's no, I didn't, the second I left the theater, I never thought about it ever again. So it didn't like woo you, but yet no. it doesn't, it doesn't also make you want to talk about it just because it didn't suck. It, it was a, it was not a waste of 90 minutes. It's, it was an enjoyable movie, but it's, it's a movie that affected me zero percent. I was not affected in any way, negatively or positively, by it. I just saw it. <laughs> Very it, cool. it, 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 it was like a it was like a mild bowl of porridge, you know. It just wasn't too hot, it was wasn't borscht. Yeah. No, I have to agree there. Anytime that stuff comes out and just nails you, and it doesn't matter, but that's what you think about later. That's that's good storytelling. <laughs> well, right. coming from both of you, though, Miranda, and I want to get you in this. What's, what movies are coming out in the future that we should look forward to? Because I, I tend to not know these movies are coming. I get involved in the hype. Like, I'd never heard of It Follows and The Babadook until the internet exploded about them. You know, that's how I... But, but I, I had the benefit of seeing Blair Witch way before the hype got it, and I think that's why I've always loved that movie. It's because I saw it three months before everybody else did. Um, but what's coming out that, you, that you're looking forward to? Okay, I'll say what I'm looking forward to. One that, I mean, you've all heard of, definitely, 31. Uh, big yes. Um, uh, what I'm really looking forward to, it's not coming out until next year, though, would be The Girl in the Photograph, Wes Craven and Catherine Isabel, who's my favorite. Hmm. So I'm really going to be looking forward to that one. Filmed in Canada. Yeah. Hey, Bruce, <laughs> what's it about? Simon, what's the plot for that one? Well, I nice. think um, there's people... Uh, are disappearing and there's always a photo being left behind of the same girl. So they're okay. trying to uh, find out her connection to all of them, the disappearances. I'll support Canadian horror. Yeah. Sure. Awesome. That's going to be Ginger solid. Ginger snaps. That's going to be solid. All right. Exactly. I think it'll be solid for a lot of reasons. Yeah. Produced by Wes Craven as well. So Yeah. Oh, yeah. He didn't direct oh, this. So, and then I'd have to say... Final Girl, which hits uh, VOD in about two weeks on August 14th, I believe. Mm -hmm. That's going to be solid. That's I'm looking forward to that. Um, we should have a review of that next week. So yeah. Final Girl, did you say? Yeah. With, um, Look out for that for me. Abigail Breslin. 
Yeah, I'm right. Oh, awesome. I oh, like well, Abigail Brady. Matt, Matt, Maggie's in it, Matt, and, and, yes. and uh, Miranda, your favorite. Well, she can Miranda redeem herself then. Next week, so make sure you guys check it out. Isn't Abigail right. Breslin also in the Scream Queens show coming out? Yeah. Yes, she is. She's in yeah. a lot of stuff. She's she's amazing. Now, she Chris, is, yeah. of course, my favorite, and I'm totally joking, is Paranormal Activity 27, The Ghost Dimension. Um, what do you have to think about the? What do you think about Paranormal Activity? Um, okay, first Paranormal Activity. I like them. I don't not like them. Although four really didn't have anything to say at all. Yeah, um, but. You know, the Mark ones was good because I grew up in a Mexican neighborhood. I'm half Mexican. And so when I watch stuff like that, I look for the authenticity of, like, the home and all that stuff. Just does it remind me of my childhood? And that was 100%. It was like looking at a home video. So that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and that it's a, it's not a bad film. Um, as far as this, this final one. Final quote, one, unquote, quote, unquote, final you know, one. Um, it's you know we'll give it a, we'll give it a shot we'll see how it goes but supposedly they're supposed to answer all of our questions they're supposed to bring it to a close so I'm open to it I mean I don't go into any of them going fuck another one because if I was doing that I wouldn't go see it right I don't care if I'm seeing it at Blumhouse or if I'm going to the theater I wouldn't waste my time doing it the first Paranormal Activity movie I thought actually I remember I said The Ring was the last movie Paranormal Activity yeah. one scared me pretty good. It did. Then, good. Yeah, it scared me. Yeah, actually, the first one did. And then I think that was actually the last movie I can think of that I did get home and it was in my apartment. It was kind of like peeking over the shoulder a little bit. <laughs> Turning on uh, all the lights. Yeah, and, and, the and I think I, and I had some freaky dream about that movie that night. But then the sequel, I just, I was, I like the third one, but the other three, it's the escalation problem I have where the first one is so simple and it's just noises and lights. And then by the fifth one, you literally have guys with like assault weapons blowing away witches. Yeah. You know, that's and that's like that that's it, they really sort of that's the epitome of losing the subtlety in your franchise going from there's a noise outside to literally a gun battle with a coven of witches. Mm-hmm. And I that's I'm sorry. Uh, oh no, go ahead. Um the original Blair Witch, you know how we all thought it was real. And because mm-hmm. I saw it about two or three weeks before it was going to come out. Right. So before that, of course, we had been on hype machine for like two months of it's real. These kids died. I went to go see SLC Punk and they had the poster there outside the theater. And I'm reading about this and I'm completely sucked in. And I went home after a couple of weeks of this. I went home after seeing the trailer and you see this behind me. That is a small portion of my library. <laughs> I am digging through demonology book after demonology book after witchcraft history books looking for the fucking Blair Witch like 2 o'clock in the morning freaked out and I had an old retro style bell phone like new bell phone my fucking best friend calls me it's like 2 o'clock in the morning empty apartment that <laughs> not be louder it might as well have been in the fucking bathtub <laughs> Scares the shit out of me. He's like, "What are you doing? Fuck nothing." I'm, I'm, look, I'm, I'm chasing a myth that doesn't exist through a bunch of history books. Oh, right? I was pissed. Right, right. But our, like I've said, our, our very our very own Norma here actually is, is friends and grew up with Eduardo Sanchez, the creator of the Blair Witch. 
uh, coincidentally. So, and, I, and I'm happy I'm able to legitimately say that that's a great movie and not have to lie to Norma about its quality. Because it's, it's a, no, it's, it's good. I, I, I watched that movie again recently and it holds up. It's still good. Yeah. I agree. It is good. I always tell him the last 20 minutes. It's one of the, one of the movies that actually makes my like little arm hairs stand up as I'm watching it. And it just always gives me that same exact like panic attack in the last 20 minutes of that movie. It's crazy. Well, you know what, Miranda and Chris, you know, I've really enjoyed having you guys on. And and you guys should stop by here monthly and let us know the the ups and downs of what's to come, uh, you know, in the the horror movie genre. Uh, Things that you can recommend for the show and all, you know, so so maybe maybe once a month you guys can can dip in and we can have a have a a segment with you guys. I I think it'd be a lot of fun. That would be cool. I'd love to have you two on. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, but guys, but before we let you go, Miranda, why don't you tell people where people can find you first off? Oh, okay. Well, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. You can uh, just search for Dolly Hearts on Instagram. I'm Dolly Hearts too. On Twitter, Dolly Hearts or Dolly underscore Hearts, and just search me Dolly Hearts on Facebook, and you can find me, guys. You can check out Yay. all my videos. It'll be fun. Yes, yes, yes I, I, I'm there. Yeah, hey, I, was, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was about to say, you can also see her in her hit uh, music video, Waking Up in Vegas. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> with with, with the want... very talented uh, Joel David Moore from Hatchet and Avatar. <laughs> nice, nice. And Chris, man, where can people find yeah. you, Cowboy Chris? Um, find me at Everything's Sinful Celluloid. So at Sinful Celluloid on Twitter and Instagram mm-hmm. and on Facebook. You know, and you could see, you know, my goings on here in Los Angeles. Occasionally, you might see Ted there with me, mm-hmm. um, among other people. Only if, only if I'm lucky. That's right. Only if you run into me at at uh, Halloween Town. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I ran. Yeah, we were getting costumes. I ran into him in the parking. I took I took your parking spot, in fact, at yeah. Halloween Town. And then uh-huh. we ran. And then we ran each other at uh, Rob Zombie's Great American Nightmare. Remember that? Yeah, we were, we were both. We were in the House of a Thousand Corpses house too, and I got left. My group left me behind, and I was trying to catch up. And I ended up saying, "Oh, it's Chris. I'm just going to hang with him." <laughs> I think I walked through with you instead. Yeah. That was yeah. a good night. That was a good night. Yeah. That was a cool. But, night. So yeah, but, but hang. On. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, no. Well, I was going to say, you know, we'll see you guys in a few weeks, dude. We're going to bring you back so you can recommend some stuff for us. Definitely, we will do. And I want to hear yeah, Chris yeah. Uh, rant against – find another movie to just go on a tirade against. I, I love it. Oh, there will be some. That's <laughs> yes, not hard. Yes. But, but guys, hang and, on. And, and, Miranda, Miranda, and Miranda, I want you to make uh, – no joke. I want you to make a list of the best boobies you've seen in horror movies. And when, when we can find right. them – Matt's got his pen ready, as you can see. And, <laughs> mm-hmm. Matt, I'm going to type. Yeah. <laughs> type it. Baby, yeah, we will get with you guys, but but hang on the line, and for the listeners, we'll be right back with Rob Zombie's 31 star, Lou Temple, also from The Walking Dead, Unstoppable with Denzel Washington, What is in the Long Ranger with Johnny Depp, but uh, Lou Temple, right back whenever we get with you. Be right back, guys. All right, zombies, we're back, and we got the man of the hour. You know, somebody that's always gave ZombieCast a lot of respect, and we're thankful for this gentleman. You've seen him on, uh, you've seen him on The Walking Dead. You've seen him in Unstoppable with Denzel Washington. You've seen him with Johnny Depp, uh, Rango, uh, The Lone Ranger, and, and you, 
the, the, the crazy famous The Devil's Rejects, but he's got a new upcoming movie coming up uh, from Rob Zombie, the master of horror, and it's called 31. But uh, Lou, dude, welcome back to ZombieCast, man. Thanks so much, Sean, for having me, and, and, and I so appreciate your audience uh, welcoming me on, as you all do, and I apologize for being gone so long. I, I've been busy, as you said, uh, doing a little bit of work for that um, that Rob Zombie character, who uh, <laughs> who I promise you is uh, full on intensity in this movie Thirty One that 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 we put together, and uh, you know you never know what to expect with Rob. And the great thing about working with him and for him and and building something is he he's not tied to an expectation either, and I think he is actually prepared to be excited and surprised on the day as as we begin uh you know putting putting up the the framing and and finally drywalling something you know and and wow look at it it's crazy it's great so this i promise will not dis- disappoint in it all but thank you so much for having me yeah, i'm dude, excited yeah, we're, get, we're gonna get into a couple of things but lou dude you know last night I watched The Devil's Rejects again. You know, whenever The Devil's Rejects come to the theater, I went to see it with my bros. Uh, I went the next day to take my wife because I loved it so much. And in the horror world, you know, I I think one of the most intense scenes in horror is from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the scene where they're sitting around the table and they're trying to chop the girl's head off. Uh, The one that I think is, is that powerful, Lou, that is as powerful as the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre is the bed scene and the devil's rejects. Whenever all you guys are on the bed and, and it's got the, the, the lady from uh, yeah. Three's Company and, and they're stripping her off, dude. And yeah. I, but, but, but what I wanted to ask you, Lou, is last night when I was watching that scene, I was like, man, this is intense. But you were on that bed, Lou. I mean, what, how, how yeah. do all you guys connect, man, and create the fear? that Because all you guys had the fear, you know. Uh, well... Let me first say we are uh, a, a ten-year anniversary this year. This this uh, this July twenty uh, sixth. Thank nice, you. Man. Well done. Ten years. Nice. Can you believe it? We were all just shy little punks, and and now <laughs> we've become whore icononauts. Um, uh, so that scene particularly, uh, you know, I remember as if it was yesterday. Right. Clearly. The intensity for that was ratcheted up um, several notches for several reasons. One, the space was incredibly small. It was an actual hotel, abandoned hotel, that's often used for filming out in, in Palmdale. Um, it, it was very small. It lacked air conditioning, so it was incredibly hot. Um, and there were a lot of people, as you said, in, in the room, and... We were, you know, we were bouncing a lot of things off each other to feel how this would go. And on the front end of it, just just to be candid, I felt like we were all pushing very hard to make something happen that didn't need to. And and Rob had to actually pull us back to kind of get us grounded into a a, a sense of here and yeah. now. Uh, which was great. Now, now this started actually prior to, uh, I guess it was it was probably the day before when we shot the exterior scenes of the loadout. 
uh, where we were having a lot of fun about, you know, titties flapping yeah. and, and riding a bull and that type of thing. <laughs> this is sort of uh, with our roadie, Brian Posehan, loading in. Once we got into the hotel for the next three, four days, we worked those scenes. Um, things got e- just continued to peel layers off into, into deeper, darker intensity. Uh, Rob was instrumental in that. I, w- I would say if a director was ever engaged in his work and absolutely at the hub of what that intensity uh, and uh, darkness was. Rob was right there in the middle of it, absolutely pushing the buttons and mandating that we went to those places that we were nervous about going to, just just to be honest. And I... Really saw, a, you know, someone who I, I just adore personally uh, as, a, as a dear friend, but respect as a craftsman. I really saw someone entirely get involved in his, his work, and, and it was inspiring, and it got us to those places, if I, it, it, is what I'm yeah. trying to say. So at some point, there, were, there was the scenes, um, you know, we first of all, uh, you know, we have a little fun with Priscilla Barnes on the bed who played Gloria and I at the television about the Ruggsville and, and it, it, you know, the bravado of Ruggsville can kiss my ass, ain't nothing but a bunch of chicken fuckers cornhole. Yeah. You know, cousin fuckers cornhole. <laughs> right. Stock. Fuck me running. <laughs> there's There's that, which, you know, which was something that I kind of built for Adam Banjo because I knew that, what I wanted to do was to have him have all of that wind, and then when the proverbial uh, shit hits the fan, that he would put on his wife's dress, and hmm. and she would take care of him. Wendy would um, coddling him on the bed. So that was kind of fun, and then um, and and then you know the killers break in. And almost immediately, um, Brian Posehn comes in unannounced. He's dropped to his knees and executed yeah. uh, through the head, which was so unnerving. And it happened that quick. And for me, things like that, like a, like when a fight breaks out and a guy punches someone in the nose, that's just, it startles you. And mm-hmm. so I think those were the kinds of, moments that Rob sculpted to help ratchet the tension. So one of the things he he challenged each of us to react. I want you to react not in your character's way, but I want to see your reactions. And my reaction <laughs> would be just really to be violently ill, which was the worst idea I ever came up with. Four cans of uh, uh, Campbell's clam chowder later. Um <laughs> Throwing up on the bed, losing my lungs. Yeah, you did. Yeah, um, yes. Which, uh, which of course led to Bill Mosley's famous, you know, uh, improv lines. You know, throwing up. Uh, is that, you know, is that something you and your wife do? Is that a thing you two have? Or, you yeah. know, uh, <laughs> so then we get to the point where Priscilla is going to be essentially. Uh, violated by Otis, Bill's character, and and that was very difficult. It was difficult for every party. And Priscilla made a very strong choice to play the other way and actually 
engage in enjoying yeah. it and and trying to overwhelm Otis's affections with her own you know uh and I thought that was so brave and and it, and it and it worked and it was hard because we all put ourselves in the husband's shoes and in Jeffrey Lewis uh, his character, Roy, God, God rest Jeffrey's soul. He's just passed recently. I learned so much from him, and it was such a joy to have been, a, yeah. you know, to have been part of of, of something that that he yeah. was part of. And 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 right then at that point, when Priscilla kept taking things off, and that gun barrel got into her private netherworld, hmm. and she accepted it and maybe a little deeper and a little further than <laughs> it should be and all of these things were very made all of us nervous and made all of us uncomfortable and unsettled and i think the audience that we were the audience so i know that you watching were were unnerved by it and it, it just was it was rob asking us to do something more than we came to do and i i think that he bought our confidence in him through everything whatever we needed always and, and it's always like this with rob zombie whatever you need on the day to do the best job you can and the bigger job that you can do he provides so so that was the instance and i know that bill mosley and you'll talk to him someday about this or maybe you have he had a lot of problem um just physically and emotionally carrying through what he had to do. And Rob said, look, you know, this is, this has got to be, you know, you, you have to let go of whatever reservations you have and push through that. I need that. I need, and so Rob kept pressing those buttons and the outcome is what I think is really a, the payoffs, a great scene, the, the scene that you talk about, which, you know, admittedly awesome. you'd say that was very it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, we go from full frontal nudity of, of Kate Norby, Wendy, to uh, to that scene with a, a, a you know a, a gun barrel in in uh, Priscilla's Harry Potter uh, to uh, you know uh, full on barfing uh, on on my end of things and a Buck Owens. Uh, fashion statement on the television so i love it um, that's, that's so rob zombie uh, right there man and, and, and you keep talking all of them yeah and, and, you know you keep talking about priscilla and people that haven't seen it you know priscilla you know is she was on three's company with uh john ritter dude and i think she was one yeah. of my first crushes man she came after suzanne summer left but uh yeah, i think she was a lot hotter she man play suzanne summer yeah she was a a a california uh beauty pageant queen she was she was a bond girl uh, she she had done uh, a lot of uh, a stage, a lot of uh, television. She was you know in the eighties, arguably with Farrah Fawcett, Majors, and and Linda Carter, everyone's first crush of that generation, um, and and went on to do some cool indie stuff like uh, uh, Mall Rats and uh, The Crossing <laughs> Guard, and then and lo and behold we. Uh, we had her, and most recently, she can be seen in um, uh, Jane the Virgin. Uh, she had a run on Jane the Virgin as a uh, uh, someone's mother. So she's fantastic and incredibly committed. Um, Jeffrey Lewis was 
just ideal. One of the great things is he actually found a way during that whole event to be connected to an obscure horror movie that Rob was playing on the television. I, I think it was, it had something to do with an octopus. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, and Jeffrey was like, this movie is great. Have you ever seen it? You know, it's like from the 1960s or something. It was some cheesy, campy, you know, monster movie. And which frustrated Bill Mosley because Bill really was trying to, I really want to get under your skin and Jeffrey wouldn't let him do that. So that's the wry savvy of a real veteran actor. And he was, Jeffrey was so great and he's great in the movie, the scene with he and Sherry. And remember Sherry hadn't had as near as much experience as she does now. It, it was a lot of, a lot of uh, working with some, you know, credited actors on her end of things. So she will always talk about that scene that she did at the ice machine um, with Jeffrey as as one of her, you know, first real big acting scenes in right. her career. So just a, it's just an incredible uh, delight. Uh, had so much fun and so much work was attached to all of those scenes. There were there were days of the actual filming, but. But weeks in, in rehearsal process, just amongst ourselves, we get together at a coffee shop and kick stuff around, and we build something that was way over the top and way too big and campy, and then Rob would tear it down and say, you fuckers, quit calling each other, you know? <laughs> um, let, me, let me handle the direction. And uh, so, but I think we got it right, and I'm so proud to be part yeah. of that hey, movie. Hey, well, Ted... That's Ted, all- you know, you're cult classic mm-hmm. horror. Yo. I mean, would you agree, dude, that that bed scene was, was like up there with the with the grandpa scene in Texas Chainsaw? Uh, I, I remember sitting in the theater with my friend, my two friends I saw with, and it was just very awkward. Yeah, yeah. Watching it, it was extremely awkward. But what you, you said about Bill Mosley, I saw a documentary, um, I can't remember what it was, but it might have been like the scariest scenes, like they had like Bravos, and Bill Mosley talked about how that scene was making him sick to do. And the exact quote that Rob Zombie said was art is not safe is what he yes. told Bill Mosley. Yes. And I, I remember that because what you said, yeah, I was actually going to bring that up before you said it. And that- you know, it, we don't think of Rob because first of all, he's so cool that we never, you know, we don't, and he's so normal and he, he's, he's actually a real blue collar kind of guy and comes from a blue collar upbringing and mm-hmm. and and he's just a regular guy and he likes regular he likes regular approach you know just let's not get to but the reality is he's an incredible artist and he thinks about things and he reads and and he's incredibly well read and well versed on many many subjects and topics to the point of as we've all seen that you know he's been picked as a Marx Brothers aficionado that he will direct this this Groucho Marx uh, oh, that's cool. pick uh, coming up soon, which is which is a real, you know that that's a real uh, nod of acceptance because that's going to be a Hollywood movie that very well may, you know I don't know who he'll have to be working with, but uh, you know it 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 will be like 
the films that we've seen about, you know, um, some of, you know, our greats and, and Rob's pick to direct that. So he's very artistic. And so art is not safe is, is very applicable to come from his, his voice. Um, he, as you, as you know, and Ted, you know, this in his movies, uh, that, he has an ensemble cast and essentially he brings them in because he knows what they're bringing to the party. And he has built the framework of a story, but it's really going to be painted by his ensemble cast. And he is looking for that. So if you show up to his party without being dip, uh, you'll be asked to leave. It's that <laughs> if you don't have something, he doesn't have time to give it to you. Now, he will hire somebody because he's hired Sid Haig and Bill Mosley and William Forsyth and Michael Berryman and Clint Howard and Ken Foray, of course, and E.G. Daly, and the list goes on, Lou Temple. He knows he can take time then and spend time to work and get to know someone new, a la in the day, Malcolm McDowell, who's now a regular of his. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's a great formula that he understands. I am afforded more time with the scenes from people that I don't know as well because of my my regulars, my, my team on the other side. And... Um, you know, I think Tarantino has this uh, this this model. Uh, Rodriguez, arguably Robert does. Uh, you know, I think Eli Roth does a little bit too. And I always find it interesting. I think there's, I think there's an uh, and you'll someone check on this, but I I think there's an unwritten rule that none of them cross over. Not many of us have worked in the other camps. Now, Danny Trejo would break my. My theory, obviously. Well, he, well, he's in every movie that's ever been produced. Okay. He is. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally. So maybe he's, he's the aberration. But for the most, you know, and I've been in, I've auditioned and I've met uh, Robert on several occasions as well as Quentin. I've had both of them applaud me for my work with Rob and 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 really inquire about what I'd want to do in this venue and, it, whichever of these movies, but I've never once been hired, and I can't think of like Sid or Bill or or any of the other people of Rob's camp really. Nor has Rob really taken on some of their their regulars. Maybe it's a maybe it's just a an agreement, a silent agreement between. I think them it's all. what draws me into the Rob yeah. movies is you guys, Lou. Yeah, we have a good group. You know, I when I was introduced to Rob Zombie, I think we talked about it last time. I didn't know him other than his music, and I, I didn't know his sensibility at all. And I I was nervous about that because it it didn't make a lot of sense. I'd never read on paper the types of things that were that he had written. I didn't think you could actually write that and send it out, and people would read it. And not be offended, um, <laughs> or not call the cops. But <laughs> all that aside, you know, a good friend of mine, as we we talked about last time, Walton Goggins, had gave me uh, just the heads up. You know, dude, you're you're gonna have 
a really incredible artistic experience, which is really what that is. And I've come to love that with Rob. But also more than that, I, I think you're going to have a friend for life, which, which aside from all the great work that we hope to do and that we do, uh, I'm really, I really enjoy Rob's company as much as anything on a friendship basis. But getting back to just getting started with Rob, and I had not done a horror movie before The Devil's Rejects, one of the great things for me, we spoke about, and I had done a lot of work prior to, but not in the horror genre, Bill Mosley and Sid Haig, and even Ken Foray, have a natural capacity to invade your personal space in a scene. They just have this ever so subtle movement into your personal space. And when they're talking to you, when they're turning their head to motion to you all of a sudden and and it's unsettling it's natural uh in this in their work and i think it's part and parcel of what great whore lugosi and um you know all the great whore icons i think have had this this trait this characteristic this skill this skill set this quality that even if it's not another character's space it's in the presence of the camera that they can just push in without the camera pushing into them check it out when you watch some of your your cult classics and recognize uh that and 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 it was just something that they did naturally and i spoke with mosley a little bit about it and he said yeah you got but you got to be careful because it's really subtle. Yeah. And uh, mm. Haig Sid might be the best at it. Um, <laughs> and it's he has such a presence in, anyway, you know. And, and I, I just, uh, I'm an observer. I think that's my best skill, observation and mimic. So I watched a lot on this set. I would go when I wasn't. Uh, when it wasn't uh, my day to work or, or called. I loved watching Forsyth, uh, and I loved watching Mosley and, and Sherry in the middle of it learning. I watched her learn, yeah. even though she didn't even know she was learning. And 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 Sid, and uh, and don't think it was tooty fucking fruity. It <laughs> wasn't. It was a lot. There were days, you know, there were days they didn't like other i promise you there were oh, days really? in bill Tootie oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the ice cream dude i love that yeah so, so there's yeah. t- so some tension on set you're saying because of the, yeah, the intensity of course. that's going how on. good yeah. shit happens man you gotta yeah. get it fuzzy and i've found that on <laughs> on the best sets and on the best work and you know christian bale guess what he's gonna get mad at people daniel day lewis he's not gonna be an easy day you know, yeah. David Russell. These things. It's not all guns and roses, man. It's mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah. it can be, and so that's where the work comes out. Then, uh, all right, I've motherfucked you. You've motherfucked me. Now let's um, let's see where let's sort it out. Let's figure out what it what's real. And I'm pissed that you said that about me. I never fucked your yeah. wife. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, we, have, we have that we have that argument on this show yeah. all the time. All I, the time. I, I, I don't even know how you all get anything done with all your heated moments. Yeah, all that fucking I, I, yeah, for sure. You know, I want to say too about the Devil's Rejects. One of the great things, the the uncom- Ted, you mentioned how it was awkward at the movie theater, and I think the thing that was great about is great about the movie is that those awkward, uncomfortable uh, moments. 
were then served by fun participatory um, smirks. There was enough. Uh, there was enough dark humor to give you a chance to breathe a little bit. Enough dark humor, uh, well, I'm not a chicken fucker, but that guy looks like he might be a little sexually frustrated. There's enough of those things to sort of keep you um, in breath and not, you know, oh, my God, uh, that was awful. Um, And I feel like that, is what really completes that movie is the dark humor that that's in it uh, with some real, you know, tragic behavior, obviously that may not show up in 31. I can tell you Um, that we, you may not get the opportunity to have a giggle. You you might be white. You were probably going to spend more time white knuckling and less time belly laughing at Tootie fucking fruity. So it's a date movie is yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, bring your date okay. and, uh, and definitely <laughs> someone that you never want to so, talk so, to. Again. So, Lou, Lou <laughs> did they have Tootie fucking Fruity in those ice cream cones? <laughs> did they make sure? That... That's what the people really want to know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, you know, they're like, Tootie fucking Fruity. Because I just watched yeah, it. It was fresh on you my know, mind. I, I, I'll be honest. If I'm not mistaken, I think Sid Haig is, is a um, – what is that? A butter pecan. I think that he was – he was that, and Sherry needed some sort of vegan type of uh, or soy. I don't even know if they make soy fruity. Um, so I'm going to guess they were uh, they were not. But that being said, didn't they get? Didn't was it? Did Ben and Jerry's or somebody? Somebody's made a Devil's Rejects to the fucking fruity. That was awesome, maybe. <laughs> well, I think uh, also. I, <laughs> well, I, I, I think they had a lie because I don't. I don't think. Uh, 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 what, what was the type of ice cream that Sid Haig had? Pecan. Yeah. Uh, butter. Yeah. Pe- I don't think like butter fucking pecan yeah. or whatever has yeah. the same ring. <laughs> but but no. you know that. But, but that's like does. a. But when you have Sid on the show, he could make butter fucking pecan uh, work. <laughs> I bet. I but you know that's one of the, the signature Rob Zombie type things that I like. You know the, these people, like like you said, tenth anniversary is coming up at the Devil's Rejects, and we're and we're, we're going to get in. We're going to ask you some you know stuff about 31 coming up but uh but, but it's like a signature with rob zombie these people just killed all these people and they want ice cream and they stop and get ice cream and they're sitting yeah. there licking it like little kids like man mm-hmm. this is the best ice cream ever not even thinking about all the deaths and and peeling your face off lou in the film is uh you know, that's what i love you know about rob needed, zombie. But, but you know who needed the ice cream you did and everyone else sitting yes. out there, that's the point. Rob Rob knows exactly he's he's I mean if he knows what song to play. Let's just put it that way. He knows what song fits in the set list and he knew at that moment this is where we need to have a little fun because we haven't had much fun and and what happens next is going to be worse. So mm-hmm. let's let's just take a break here and go buy some Rhode Island Reds. <laughs> you know? And and so um I love that actor he used, who's a comedian, Michael Alcott, uh, that that was selling those chickens. Man, that guy was so funny and so disgusting, and and um, you know everything everything worked in that movie. And look at the end when Freebird's playing, we're rooting for those menacing yeah. killers. Right, Ted? 
I mean, no, that's what I, I've always said that that's what the amazing thing about that movie is. You watch them not only through the Devil's Rejects, but through all of House of a Thousand Corpses. They they're like they kill a lot of people. They're the most horrible people in the world. I mean, they killed Dwight from the office, for God's sakes. How horrible is that? Chris Harlan. But 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 somehow at the end of the second movie, you're you're pulling for them to win. And it doesn't it's like, how did he do that? I don't know. You know, I think I think that he does have a sense of of. uh, He's a cinephile like y'all and he knows what he likes and he likes what he knows and there's not a gray area so he recognizes well look this is the movie i want to see and this is how i want to feel my emotions have been played and this works this is you know i'm not going to get too outside of what the realities are here and if i can spin my audience then then I'll have done it. If I can offend my audience, I will have been happy. If I can <laughs> offend them, lose them, and get them back, uh, I, I will have won. You know, um, I think because Sherry Moon Zombie is his muse, um, I think he has a, a, a perspective uh, that is more than uh just neanderthal male you know can i you know, it's hard to explain but i think he understands um uh, to a point and about the time i'm like okay that's really cool now she's gonna f- no she's not gonna fall in love jesus christ she's a killer oh my god look how f- she's the worst of the bunch you know um just about the time i think he's ready to do some romance He's like, fuck that, you know. So I don't know. Um, I think I think he does well. And I also recognize that he makes the movies he wants to make. And the times that he hasn't have been his most unhappiest times as, as a, a creative. And, and those are times where he feels like he's either uh, has to honor and homage uh, a fan base for instance, to Halloween, John Carpenter, and the first one that he did in Halloween, uh, the Halloween he did, the first one which I was in. And then the second one was more of a, of a venture uh, into his own machinations of, of the mind. And then he even followed that up with Lords of Salem, which was really his Rosemary's Baby, you know? And mm-hmm. and so those are the things he wants to do, you know? Right. And I give him credit for being the type of filmmaker that wants to keep uh, pressing on the envelope. Well, well, here, here, here. You know, I, I've always. Oh, no, go, I was go ahead, Sean. It's it's kind of a personal, not a personal question, but like something maybe that you prefer. You know, like 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 you were on The Walking Dead. You know, you you were behind the scenes on The Walking Dead. Yeah. Uh, you were on uh like a couple of Denzel Washington movies. You were on you know I mean you were in uh, The Lone Ranger for God's sakes and Rango. You know, and Hunter S. Thompson was in that, but but you know you you've been on set with with these big name actors and on these huge movie sets. Lou, is, is there a certain perk that you like, like 
like, like whenever you're working with Rob Zombie behind the scenes, like say the catering, the 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 comedy, is there something that you look forward to whenever Rob's like, hey man, I need you for another another piece? Is there something behind the scenes maybe that you're like a little giddy about? Does he have like good dessert? I mean, I, we, you know, we don't know. <laughs> we, 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 we have no that. clue behind the know. scenes, but you do. Behind the scenes, uh, well, first of all, it's it really is work, and with Rob, it's it's extra work because, as I said, he has an expectation for you to bring something. He it, he doesn't know what it's going to be, and and you don't know what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. So there's a lot of build for that and a lot of work. What I enjoy about it is is the broadness that my imagination can run. Um, you know, those Daisy Dukes weren't part of the costume that, that we had set up. Uh, you know, what I'm wearing, which is very little, my ass is hanging out most of the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm a little, I'm selling a little, point. little conscious of that, I, body conscious. But, you know, that is uncomfortable, and that's where we wanted to be uh, with this character. And that's not something that, that's something that, you know, he comes, we talk in, in my trailer for an hour, for two hours, till we get to a place where we're like, yeah. Right. You know, <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy, and the only missing is, you know, is is a bottle of bourbon and a, and a pistol, and uh, but we've creatively designed, and I I actually love that. That's my favorite thing of behind the scenes with Rob is him rolling in with some uh, cool ass clothes that he just been in concert in you know two weeks before or something. And okay, so let's talk. Uh, okay, uh, and he's got a great sense of humor, and there'll be some jokes, and then I'll be like, "Hey, Rob, I don't want to wear any clothes." Oh, oh, uh, yeah. Well, let me see. Let me see your penis. Oh, we're gonna have to cover that up. No, uh, you got to wear something there. Okay. <laughs> oh again, 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 that's a thing we talk. We have we say all the time on this show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Rob and Sherry are ultra healthy uh, fanatics of good health. And um, they are, uh, they're vegans. So they, that, they offer uh, a vegan catering. Now, if you're not vegan, and I am not, I love red meat, um, they, that's totally available. But if you want to dabble in a little of the fair food in vegetables, uh, it's, it's there. And you know what? It's darn good. I'm like, no wonder you're vegan. That's, that's damn good. So, um, I think you have to try extra hard to make vegetables taste good, and then it, it comes out better. Um, so there's there's that. Um, believe it or not, Sherry's a girl's girl, a girly girl. You know, she <laughs> likes her nails and her hair and pretty things, and, and blood does not interest her. As much as she wears it and it's on her, by God, I'm sure that Rob has to ante up for some shopping sprees. Um <laughs> Because it's not something that she is desiring, but as a you know, as a, as a you know, a professional and a and a and all in as Rob is, she does it. It's, right. So, so well, I, I kind of enjoy you know anytime I'm like, well, 
you know, I'm not, I gotta do this. She's like, I gotta go do, and I'm like, you gotta do worse. Um, so, so there's always that. And then the, the reality is Rob could walk into a set and be totally nonplussed by it and change it. If it doesn't work for him, he could change an entire day of construction where that scene, we're scrapping the day on this, we're working all night to redo it, and tomorrow morning we'll shoot the scene and the set will be right. Um, so you never know. And so what I like about that is you don't know about the day with him. And it's, it's like Willy Wonka. And I used to say that about Tony Scott, another guy I would say, God rest his soul, um, who had these incredible, huge, you talk about big sets, I'm talking about helicopters and cameras in, in uh, sofa cushions and in television screens. And, and that was a, you know, a gunfight. There was a camera running everywhere you, you, were, you looked, uh, no place to hide. And so where does he get these amazing toys? And now Rob's become a little bit like that, but uh, much smaller. Rob likes to, to do it very practically. Like he likes a set that he can control. He likes playing in arenas, but he likes just the right amount of people playing with him. So, um, but for the most part, the the day is is a lot of work and very intense and. There's times I've, you know, there's times where I've asked him what the fuck. What are you doing? <laughs> He'd be like, I don't know. What What do you think? And I'm like, well, I think that guy's been shooting my ass the whole time. Why is he? Well, what you don't know is I've got you on this camera over here, wise ass. I'm like, all right. Well, glad I know now. I would have acted better over there. I didn't think, you know. <laughs> so, uh it's it is fun and it I, I adore him yeah. and golly he's out on tour he's touring he's a rock star and he's this movie's gonna be so good and he's just gonna you know he's one of the guys that's getting better I feel like wow I don't know if I can I don't you know, I'm getting older I don't know if I can get it up for these roles anymore and <laughs> of, of course of course I can but golly they are they are vicious and and it's because. He's let us off the leash or let me off the leash yeah. so often to keep pushing my own envelope. And he's given me that permission to continue to go more, Lou, go harder, go, right, go right. faster, go, you know, the other day on set, you know, I, I brought, I had the sound bringing in speakers and blast music in the middle of my scene that was so loud and aggressive but I needed everyone on that set to know what my intentions were, what the tone of this scene was, so that even craft service, even even hair and makeup, everyone was would be so wired and so jacked up that the whole I needed that energy in this scene. Everyone, every human in that 
in the presence of that scene needed to be feeding that type of energy Lou, like a con. Lou, how do you get that energy? How do you how do you place yourself in like this psycho character? head, man? What, what's going through your mind? Yeah, I'm looking at, yeah, I'm looking at a picture of this this weirdo yeah, right well, now. And, and, yeah, and, and I know you can't get into too much details because the movie's not been released yet. But but like yeah. Norma said, you know, the psycho head picture. Uh, of you, I mean, you, you're wearing like thigh highs, Daisy Dukes. You, you got a chainsaw. You, I mean, you, I mean, dude, you look freaking scary, man. That when, 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 when yeah, that picture hit, hit hit the interwebs, dude. I mean, it, it rocked the horror genre, man. Everybody stuck for thirty one. Yeah, I had no clue that was yeah. you. I was when I heard when I heard that was you. I was like, that's Luke. now you look at it. You're like, oh, that's yeah, Luke. it was. And, you know, and Rob had been holding it back because he knew that it was going to land it that way, too. And he wanted to get actually as many others as out as he could so that that this was uh, this was not going to diminish anything else. Because everyone in the movie is is just so specifically dark, you know, even 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 the victims are dark. And are you a good guy? It is. It is. Sorry, sorry. Uh, to yeah, I, I am. We, I am not a pleasant person. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's a good gush. <laughs> Look I'm at that not, picture. Well, I'm, because I'm, it's all a matter of perspective. It is. Oh. And, and thanks for asking that question because those are certainly things that you don't naturally uh, walk around or embody the the craziness of and the mayhem that this human has and disregard for humanity because i i'm an actual you know i'm not the greatest humanitarian but i i truly do care about people it bothers me when i see people people ask me what scares you the most and human suffering scares me the most you know uh, pain hurt people suffering not yeah. not death but but human suffering so all i do in this movie is cause suffering and um and so you have to really uh, remove yourself now. Rob, these are the kinds of things Rob and I talk about, and we spend hours talking about it. You know, we'll start at noon in a trailer and come out at six, and people will be like, "What the hell?" And but you know, maybe it takes that type of recognition of each other's creative process to understand how we're going to get to where we want to get to. And for me, the very first thing on this character was. Uh, a lot like our old friend Johnny Depp, who works from the outside <clears throat> in, which I seldom do. I typically I typically work from the inside out. I typically take an experience that is unpleasant, and either I've been a victim of an unpleasant situation or I've caused an unpleasant situation, and I uh, enhance it, enhance it, enhance it, and big until it becomes whatever I need to do. It's, it's a, it's a huge, uh, powerful rolling steaming ball of shit that can steamroll anything. <laughs> Typically that's how I work. But in this instance, I recognized this was even more than that was going to be. Key. So I had to find also another process to, um, stimulate my, my, my senses, stimulate my imagination. So I worked from the outside. Let's see how, despicable how uncomfortable we can make this person it's always uncomfortable to me when someone doesn't wear a shirt and i don't mm-hmm. know i don't know what that is but not at the beach but like out on the street when you know when you see a dude walking around out on the street without a shirt typically 
there's something off. I don't know why I say that. Maybe it's just me. I don't know. But think about it. When you're walking around your neighborhood and some dude um, doesn't have a shirt on, I don't mean like exercise, even exercise. Yeah, I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe I'm off. So I recognize that flesh and skin and a lot of it, be, believe it or not, kind of makes me uncomfortable, particularly when there's a physicality involved. When I come upon a homeless person and he's not wearing clothes, I'm a little more nervous and reticent than I would be if he's got a pair of overalls or something on. So, so that was the very first thing I want to, and there's something about flesh and and violence. There's something about flesh and violence. And I wanted flesh to show with this violence. Um, What I liked about Prometheus, do you remember the movie recently? Mm -hmm. Uh, Wasn't, wasn't great but there were moments of it i really liked those guys those the 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 um the aliens the creatures that that were these sort of greek god white dudes you know mm-hmm. do you ted do you know what i'm talking of the big muscle oh, yeah. guys the big yeah. muscle man guys they yep. they made me unsettled for mm-hmm. some reason because they weren't wearing any clothes and they were unpredictable right. and that's where i started building this and then, believe it or not, I watched a lot of Rob Zombie uh, on my home video of him at concerts and videos I've taken of him on set. And I watched his mayhem, his his drive, his intense, uh, just uh, visceral approach to things. And that's what people really respond to and i recognize this guy has to have an element of that so it's so interesting because i feel like in adam banjo i gave a little southern piece of rob zombie in my opinion the southern rob zombie and in this one i kind of i kind of homaged rob again in in my own particular way and uh and then we started really coming up on something here and 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 salacious uh, and and need to, um, and and unlike Rob, then I I kind of removed a certain intellect to this guy, and made then gave him back a real baseness, which was seed, just male seed, sperm, mm. fucking, and I just want to fuck everything. <laughs> the essence, whatever, like the male whatever. testosterone turned. Yes, and yeah. and just and just heightened that and made it really ugly 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 and and so then we started you know then we started to be able to apply it into the dialogue but a lot of it is the cocksureness physicality the music uh in my head uh the heavy metal um my build on the movie uh i try to do a a soundtrack which is a song and in this case rob gave it to me thankfully because i asked um Oh, Black Betty by Ramajam. Bam, a lamb. Whoa. That's a good wedding song. Bam, and so that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I think there's a band called uh, uh, Spider Bait. Is that right? I have never heard of Spider Bite or Spider Bait. I think it's Spider Bait. Okay. That does a, a really good version. But yeah, it, Spider it, Bait. Yep, yep. Yeah, so. The, the this was sort of my build. Now I have the energy and 
and the aggression and the physicality. So clearly, I'm not wearing any clothes. I've got to be one of these guys like uh, Prometheus, uh, unpredictable, no clothes, uh, awkward, uh, um, uh, un unsettling type of person. Now you put this mask on me, this skin mask, mm-hmm. and and I'm not Lou all right. at all. And it's not Lou doing any of this. Does and that all give you the freedom then? Does that? Does that, that kind dude, of I was going to yeah. say that all. The, and Rob helped me with this because guess what? Rob does in his shows. He wears makeup. Yeah. You know, Marilyn Manson, that's not him. That wasn't Kiss. You know, and you'd be surprised. Uh, I, I know you all are wearing makeup right now. And that's why this is such a great interview. Yeah, but you'd be, you'd be surprised when you kind of remove yourself from the, the man in the mirror or the woman in the mirror. Um, there's a freedom and there's a permission given to you to do things you wouldn't. And I think this plays into all manner of fantasy, obviously, eyes wide shut, um, you know, burlesque parties, porn, um, all these things, the great hypocrisy of of Halloween, you know. Uh, I, I see so much cosplay now, and I think it's, it's incredible because when I talk to a lot of these wonderfully talented people who make their own costumes, you know, they're... I always ask them if they have the moxie to portray them, and they oftentimes they don't. And I'm always curious, why would you put this? Oh, because it's not me. I'm really just a soccer mom with big yeah. boobs. Um, but but when I put on <laughs> Wonder Woman costume, I'm you know I I'm somebody. So you know I I experienced that in this in this essence, and now I really had something to go on. Now I didn't care who I offended because it wasn't Lou. You know, it was Psychohead, and that was my job, my job. Malcolm McDowell told me a long time ago on the set of Halloween. Halloween was very difficult for me because if you've seen his director's cut, Rob, I have a very um, intense rape scene, which again isn't my natural. And it was hard, and Rob's, you know, uh, uh, Rob made it better, but Malcolm said, "Look, you." you you got to play Hitler. That's your job. That's your job. You have a job to do, and that's to deliver that that presentation. And you can't personalize it, or you're now you're judging your own character. And I, I tried. I've worked hard not to judge my characters, and I think that serves me much much better. I wanted to say this character you're playing, Psychohead. Um... Like, are are you prepared for how that character is from the looks of it in this movie? It's going to probably become very iconic and become. I think there'll be figures made for Psychohead. Yeah, I'm. I'm and, not actually. I. I. I didn't. I mean, even when we were filming, Rob would have references. Oh, there's the catchphrase. Um, you know, he's even used it. You just remember you've been fucked by the best and. Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm not. That's a great question, Ted. I feel like I'm probably not. I wasn't prepared for what the visibility of The Walking Dead was. I didn't have any idea that the show would be, would bring or have so much attention around it with 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 what it has. So I would say no. Uh, I, 
I'm not. Um, and that's certainly, you know, when you're out and you have a cool mustache yeah. and a certain colloquial. Yeah. Well, I'm just, what I'm saying, Axel is much more easier to bring to a convention or a public appearance than Psychohead will right. be. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I feel like that will be um, a bit overwhelming, but, um, but I think for sure it'll be well worth it for the well, audience. We got an, well, I think people, there, will, there will be people cosplaying as Psychohead because you see the Devil's Rejects and you look at all the characters. I mean, I was reading the the list of the names, and that that's a that's a hell of a group of a group of names, Robs. And you guys have come up with Psychohead, Doomhead, yeah. Father yeah. Murder. Um, yeah. So it's, that's de- you're definitely going to have. I mean, you have action figures and all sorts of you know toys of and bobbleheads of Captain Spaulding and the rest of them. You're you're probably most definitely going to have Psychohead merchandise and and yeah. cosplay. It was unsettling to me, I will say, quick story, uh, on the Halloween uh, we released in July, so the Halloween following July of Devil's Rejects, um, one of the companies came out with the mask, the skin mask of my face, and that Halloween, kids were showing up wearing that of my face, trick-or-treating at my my house. Yeah, it was bizarre, and... um, and, and, and you know, and I just was like, "Oh my God, that is so strange." Um, but yeah, it's uh, it, it it's you know, it, it it's humbling. It's an honor that you know people are are fantastically fanatical enough to yeah, follow yeah. through with I, with that. It's really becoming. Uh, I I find it really the psychology of the cosplay to be really interesting because I see it a lot. I'm mm-hmm. I'm out with The Walking Dead quite a bit, so I I'm seeing more of these large shows, uh, the cosplay environment, and that that venue has really grown. It's really its own yeah, monster. Daryl's out there. Sometimes they trick me, Lou. I'm like, man, there's no, it's not Daryl. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, 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 not Daryl. Sean, uh, Sean has uh, picked up many a Daryl lookalike on the on the yeah, street yeah. corner, thinking it was the real. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so I, 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 I yeah. do want to say yeah. this, Lou. Uh, Rachel Drummond, which is the author of the South Forsaken from Australia, is in our chat, and she said a while ago, whenever you, whenever you okay. were talking about the chat, she said, "I know some wrestlers that uh, th- that are complete opposites of themselves when they're out of the ring. The mask definitely helps." So you you talking about having the mask on and, you know, and it kind of opens up, uh, yeah. I guess, the craziness and all for you. I think if you if you've had Bill Mosley on or you've been around him, you'll recognize he's as far from Otis. I mean, uh, Sid Haig has a certain presence and gruffness about him. Bill Mosley as Otis does, but Bill Mosley as the person does not. You know, so I think that there there are elements of character that you know Johnny, as a matter of fact, Johnny Depp is a very shy, uh, in, introspective person, self aware and and quirky, yes, but not big and gregarious like Captain Jack at all. And um, and so I, I yeah, I think that's a good reference on the wrestlers. And speaking of, we lost. a wonderful wrestler and actor actually roddy piper recently mm. that was so yeah. sad and i'd never worked with with rod uh but i i was scheduled to do a film with him and and uh, unfortunately that 
that can't happen and and too young yeah. too as well yeah, as you're it speaking goes. So, mm-hmm. um my and you know that being said we're starting this year as we spoke about 10 years with the devil's rejects we we've lost some people um uh you know obviously jeffrey lewis i had mentioned and tom towels who's who's just lovely lovely man fantastic actor uh portrait henry portrait of a serial killer with with uh, michael rooker and and a thousand Cor- corpses and devil's rejects um, Matthew McGorry, who who played Tiny the Giant in Devil's Rejects, yeah. we lost him uh, several years back. Karen Black, who was the original Mother Firefly, uh, we've lost her. And recently, Erwin Keyes, unfortunately, who was uh, a really great character actor. Um, and there's there's more. I guess we're all kind of coming to that age where we're we're seeing more of that mm-hmm. than when we were yeah. kids. We didn't pay attention to people dying. Yeah, because yeah, I like Karen so. Black in um, the so, Trilogy of Terror back, you know, that was ages ago with the, yeah, with the little voodoo yeah. doll that come to life. <laughs> yeah, she's special. She's been great in so many, many, many things. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's always sad uh, because you kind of – because our films and because those particular people have been in iconic films as iconic characters, we sort of place them in that place forever. And you never think that's going to go away, oh, yeah, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and it, it, it becomes, uh, it's a good reality check to, to enjoy, uh, enjoy those people. That's why I always say, if there's someone out there you want to meet, go say hello. You know, you only get one chance. Who knows who's going to be? And I, I appreciate that too. If I'm in a supermarket and someone says, "Hey, are you Lou Temple?" Wow, I'm a huge fan. It doesn't bother me a, a minute. Right. I, I, I would, I would want to meet people that that but, I'm but a Lou, big fan of. And have you know, you know, you got people this in the superstar world, and, and you've worked on the biggest sets that's out there. And, and I got to say, you know, me and Matt Bradford uh, had a chance to meet you in person. And and dude, you were yeah. I got that picture. Yeah, it's it's, yeah, man. You're one of the most genuine dudes. <laughs> I remember I was me and my wife were standing there. You you done a bumper for Zombie Cast. You introduce us each week, and uh, I remember watching. And, and there was a family that looked like that. Maybe maybe you know maybe they couldn't pay the prices that that the con was was charging or whatever you know for the signatures and stuff, dude. And I sit there and watch you pull the thing out and be like, you know, you know, you would meet somebody and you you would. Actually, sign something and hand it to him. You know, no, no money wanted. You know, for for, for this person. But yeah, you know, I was like, man, that's a genuine dude right there. And and it was in a, the first Atlanta Walker Stalker. And I remember this lady walked up. And she had some old like like Western books. And man, and you took the time and looked through the books oh, with her. And uh, and I, I remember I was like, you know, some of those actors from The Walking Dead. I was kind of hesitant to get bumpers, and sometimes they were grouchy, dude. But you come all out, man. You made sure my recording was done. You're like, dude, we want to get this right, and it, it was flawless. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you like listen back to it. You, you know, you made sure that me and my wife had got the recording right, uh, and, and you're like, dude, you want to pose for a picture with me? And, and me and you took a picture, dude. And I wanted to tell you on the la- the last time you were on here, you were talking about the story with Johnny Depp on the set of the Lone Ranger where he passed out the Lone Ranger rings. And you showed us last time on video. You're like, look, I wear a Lone Ranger ring. But the picture me and you took, you were wearing this blue suit, like this 
classy Lou Temple original suit, dude, which was awesome. But but I had the ring, dude, the Johnny Depp ring on my shoulder, man. So uh, I, I felt touched, man, because, yeah, I love some Hunter S. Thompson and Johnny Depp. And, dude, I, I love you, man. I, I just want you to know, okay. man, you're so original, man. You're so you're so not Hollywood. Yeah. Lou. I'm like, uh oh. It was too much. Lou. It was too much for Lou. I think he's, <laughs> I think he's, I think he's trying to gather himself. There you go. Yeah, you're, you're, you're here now. Yeah, you're you're here. You're, you're, you're nothing Hollywood, dude. You're all original, man, and I love it. Well, I appreciate that. I try. I try to really um, be available because um, because I think it it makes it easier. You know, it, it it it's really a lot less effort to try to please somebody or help somebody along with what they may be having a hard time saying or having a hard time doing, whether it's in their pocket or just in their expression than it is to take the time and energy to deny them. Yeah. You know, that actually takes more energy than, and and because now you've got to really explain yourself. So by the time you explain yourself or what your motive is, here's why I'm not going to take care of you, buddy, because da 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 you know, that's just an ugly path that nobody needs to. Nope. I think it went dead. He's, he's coming back. No. Human, right? Mm -hmm. And we all have to, we have to take care of each other in that in that form. Uh, and look, if you lose the respect of the people that are you want to respect yourself, I want to respect everyone that comes in my presence, and I want them to have that same respect and care for me. And so, if you lose that sense of that, then I think you're lost. You know, and I, I don't. I don't think your work is going to be sound. You know, I I find my work in characters that are that have needs, just like the people, and just like me, the people that I encounter, and and the people that I play, and the people that I am. You know, there, there's needs and desires and wants, and most of those are centered around love or or, or compassion, right. and even the characters like that are incompassionate have lost their compassion because of some bad route somewhere. And I, you know, that's, that's where I try to center up yeah. the work. So it serves me better to be a good dude than to be yeah. an asshole I, uh, yeah. for me. I, well, I remember you know? my wife saying, Lou, and, and like I said, we'll move on because it, this is uh, my man crush for you. But you know, like my wife was saying, she's like, you know, she, she said, you know, you can take, say, say the lead people from the walking dead and they've got huge accomplishments, but you got Lou this on the walking dead, but, but Lou, dude, you've conquered so much other than the walking dead. The walking dead is just one greatness on, yeah. on your thing. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, people ask me about it all the time and I do recognize it's incredible popularity, but I also recognize that it's, it's, it's different than a Rob zombie movie. It's, it's different than a horror movie. It's, it is its own thing, and 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 the horror genre actually is its own thing too. I, I would never, I, I would never candidly say the two share a lot of common ground. Interestingly, and um, 
uh, they do obviously because there's fans that cross over uh, quite a bit. Um, uh, but they they are different, and I'm proud of being attached to to, to several genres and fa- facets of a career that that I've been fortunate to to have you know been able to maintain and continue to do so. I I, I continue to look for for new work and new projects, and um, uh, you know try to, to keep building and and do work outside of my comfort zone and outside of the the wheelhouse as I call it, the, you know, the typical thing that I do and, and, um, chameleon, just keep doing, you know, keep shedding skin and growing new right, skin. Right. As it, Dude, as I, it yeah, I could, I could picture you awesome. doing on golden pond. I could picture you doing with Willie Nelson. I could picture you doing hard. Dude. I mean, you can do it all. Lou, dude. I mean, I could see you doing Academy award, which, you know, a lot of times the horror genre and it's a shame is overlooked for, for, for the actors, which, you know, it, Dude, I, I I can't wait to see Psychohead, man. I, I'm excited. You know, yeah. I I always appreciated Bill Mosley because Bill's a really talented actor, as you know, and he's he's an incredibly intelligent guy with uh you know a wide breadth of of knowledge and a capacity to implement that knowledge and emotion. And so I always thought about him in a, a variety of work. Uh, the type of variety of work that I typically actually go out for. Um, and, you know, he told me, he said, Lou, you know, the thing is, is um, in this genre, in this genre, I get to work. I get to build a character. And in a studio picture, oftentimes, I don't. And I, I recognize and respect that. And I never underestimate the opportunities that I've had in the horror genre to build Adam Banjo or Psycho Head or the Sheriff Winston, or in in, in yes, uh, Texas dude. Chainsaw, yes. or 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 Noel Clugs in the Halloween. Um, but I also recognize I've had great opportunity um, uh, to do a Locust Fender in Domino, or Ned Oldman in Unstoppable, or a Hollis in The Lone Ranger, or. Or Mr. Fergus and Rango, you know, and so I, I able to say, well, I didn't just deliver the message. I wasn't the messenger on the right, also in big studio films. So uh, I, I hear what Bill's saying, but I try to also implement that in the big studio stuff as well. And and they're different, you know. Sometimes uh, the corporate commerce uh, project. It is what it is, and you've got to play nice with the process. Right. Sometimes you've got to go to dinner with the bankers and um, and make them feel good too. And um, you know that's maybe a couple of those afford you the opportunity to do smaller, heartfelt, creative projects uh, alternatively. And you know, so I I try to stay open to everything. Um, you know, we're in a very we're in a, a very uh, wide, open, wild west environment right now in our entertainment because we've got so many means to to experience it. You know, we we used to go see smaller films in art house theaters. Um, now I suppose the internet is our art house theater, and and we stream things on Hulu, Netflix, uh, uh, you know. 
Amazon Prime, what, what have you, what not. I mean, I, I'm up for television shows that I don't even know where they play. Robert Rodriguez has a whole a whole network, El Rey, where uh, you know he's building yeah. some some great work. So there's there's a, a a real dearth, a need for stories to be told. I think because we're actually going away from the networks and corporate advertising. We have some freedom in our storytelling methods, in our approach, in our language, in our content, because maybe advertising, maybe Tide and House Holds aren't selling the program as much. Maybe it's okay to say fuck uh, a few more times on the streaming show on Netflix. Does that make sense? Maybe the work is a, a little grittier today. Maybe we're we're seeing some really great stuff, and the networks are are recognizing this and and uh, competing as you know. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna not just throw out the formulaic, you know, series. We're we're gonna add some some color to it or Balls or whatnot. It, yeah. So I think that's I awesome. think it's interesting. Yeah, um, you know. And that being said. Nevermore have I experienced um, change. The winds of change are constant. The Teutonic plates that we stand on in the entertainment field are shifting more now than they did five years ago and even five years before that. And I think that for a young person that's getting into the industry and some of our fine young talent, that is very natural. But for some older dogs and some of the OGs and the behavior pattern of what they're used to and experiencing, it's difficult to adjust to that change. And um, I'm I'm proud that I am trying to, to, uh, diligently to continue to adjust. I think someone like Rob is is able to adjust to those changes to recognize. Here's how you go about getting things done now. Here's how you go about branding. Here's my brand. Here's why it's marketable. I mean, you do this. You do this with your show right here, and and it it's important and um, it's second nature for people of this generation. But for an older actor, for instance, to have to sort of so I'm going to sit down and have a meeting. And what's your brand? Um, he might be thinking about breakfast cereal. You know. All right. And uh, I, I find that to be as interesting as anything. The one thing that doesn't change, folks, is the North Star. Just look up and that will be that. That You know, taxes and death, they're going to change. I, we're living longer. That's change. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I cheat on my t- I don't. Well, I could cheat on my t- <laughs> That That's a change. But that North Star is always up there. And that's one thing you can, you can hang on to if you get a little lost. Yeah. I always sort of throw that out there and um an actor taught me that on stage and oftentimes you'll look at actors and they'll look up and they've had that advice and they're just hanging on if they're a little lost in a scene or whatnot so um but you're experiencing change in in this programming and in the podcast and the webcast you you experience it all the time don't you you know we do lou the first time we had you on you know we were just kind of a just kind of a, a you know a front porch conversation sh- show you know and since then you know we've become 
uh, affiliated with uh, with actually Eli Roth in the Crypt, and you know, with the official Zombie Research Society radio show with uh, Matt Moak. He's on here uh, right much. So yeah, we, you know, we've yeah. grown you know, with the whole zombie genre, but but it, but it's neat, you know, to to have people to listen to our show, you know, to recognize, hey man, you know, I'd like to meet you one day, or you know, meet up with people that listen to the show, dude. Yeah. It's, it's it's mind blowing. I, I just want to go through a couple of things, Lubick, because. Uh, yeah, uh, please, uh, please. Some things that you've been on that, that maybe people don't know because they may not watch it. You've been on, uh, let's say, Walker, Texas Ranger. You were in the movie Twenty One Grams. Yeah, I started there. Huh? Uh, yes. CSI. Uh, you know, I'll oh, go ahead. Walker, Texas Ranger. Yes. Uh, that was a place I cut my teeth. That was actually my first um, network television show. It was. It was um, you know, Angels in the Outfield was sort of the first studio <laughs> picture, but Walker was sort of the first time I had been exposed. And most recently, I just uh, I just did a run on a show called Longmire, which is on Netflix I now. About that, yeah. And it's western. it's it's a modern day western. I reason it to be this generation's uh, Walker, Texas Ranger, a consternated lawman in, in big, wide open spaces that. Um, has to sort of uncover what the problems are. And uh, I've enjoyed the work, that particular work, with this particular cast. It's it's super, super great. Really proud of 21 Grams. I thought that was such a special movie. And obviously, um, all the people involved, from the director, Alejandro Inaratu, who's an Oscar winner, to um, Sean Penn, who's clearly incredible. By the way, have you seen Sean in, in this? Uh, this guy's got a body of a... a 30-year-old all of a sudden. <laughs> I mean, God, I I he's, he's buff. He's like <laughs> Tom Hardy. Um, and then uh, uh, Benicio Del Toro was in that movie and Naomi Watson. They're so talented and so great. Um, and then um, you mentioned uh, CSI Miami, yeah. uh, which was which was fun. I I enjoyed that. Uh, that was a very popular show, obviously. Did you know that Rob Zombie actually directed an episode oh. of that movie or that oh. show? Oh. Yeah, he sure did. And he used um, uh, he used Malcolm McDowell, and, and he used uh, Sherry was in it. Uh, uh, he used some of his old uh, his old faithfuls. He didn't have a place for for me in that, but he had. Uh, uh, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top, and uh, he used Mike, Michael Madsen and Bill Forsyth. So, um, so that was great. Uh, my episode in CSI Miami, um, uh, I was interestingly because we've had an incident where apparently we lured a lion out of some woods. <laughs> I was selling bear bait in in the uh, in the. Everglades for hunters to lure bear out of the woods, which um, led to several kids getting mauled or something, but it was really part of a crime. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, CSI. Uh, I've done N- NCIS, I yeah. think, as well. Wow. Uh, nice. And, and Criminal Minds, interesting. House? Um, the, NCIS, the NCIS I did, uh, Young Scout Taylor, Taylor Compton um, mm-hmm. was in it, who does the Halloween franchise. Her and I are set up to do a movie uh, later this month, and I'm excited about that because she's uh, she's very talented, right. obviously. And the uh, house, 
the the criminal wow. criminal minds I did was an interesting uh, topic of uh, about autism and how just disrupting an autistic person's routine can cause havoc in their world of is of which I did unfortunately. Uh, so yeah, there's there's uh, there's some interesting episodic television. House, you wrote your own house done, also. For sure. Very cool. House was uh, always uh, a lot of fun. Um, uh, you know that that's some quality I'm work. It was, it was uh, interesting. I I I don't know, man. I'm just starstruck. Well, I guess deja vu with uh, Denzel Washington. I'm, I'm senior. You know, you were you were in. Uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Unstoppable, Rango, Kills on Three, the video game, Criminal Minds, Rango. Uh, you know, I, I mean, Hawaii yeah, Five-0, we, Justified. Uh, Dude, you've done it all. Man. I enjoyed the whole, the whole world's dumbest criminal and Justified. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a lot of fun because I I got to work with my old buddy Tim Oliphant, who had such a nice run on that show, and he's. He's uh, he's really great, obviously. Um, the Hawaii Five O is great because you're in Hawaii and it's it's like a two week paid vacation. Nice. And ah, it's so great. You know, it's it's really it's really delightful. And uh, you know, as long as they get the rainbow, uh, whenever you know there'll be a rainbow that comes out, and they got to stop everything that they're doing, whatever scene they're on, and shoot the rainbow. Um, they're okay. They'll they'll go on forever. Uh, that's a pretty place to go work. I can nice, tell you that. Nice. Well, Lou, I have an idea for a uh, talking to you over the last hour. I, I've come up with a brilliant idea for a thriller that I, w- I want to pitch to you right right now. I only have the title, but maybe we can work together. <laughs> All right. the the move The movie is called Naked and Uncomfortable. Uh, this it, sounds it. It sounds like uh, it sounds like a, a perfect. Uh, Oscar winning, you know, we'll get uh, Gus Van Zandt to shoot it, and <laughs> and we'll all be uh, real uncomfortable. Mine would uh, be better, Lou. I swear, I got a name too. Ride the stash. Ride the stash. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, no, that that's, that was gonna be that, that was well that, that was gonna be uh that's that was gonna be the angle Lou was gonna play. In we we talked about the stash last time, but you know. What what was going on at the time? I was doing Lone Ranger. I was doing Lone Ranger when I and I had this Western um, Texas Ranger uh, mustache that Gore Verbinski had asked me to do. And then Barry Pepper came in, and he was having he didn't even grow his was the whole thing. He had his hair and makeup do it, and and wanted it even bigger than mine. And I had to bring my tips down so as not to. Because Barry was higher on the call sheet, so that uh, so that put me down the ladder. But when I got hired on Walking Dead, I was still doing um, the Lone Ranger, and they said, "Well, we'd love to have you come do Axel." And I said, "No, uh, the problem is I'm still on this show, and I've got this facial hair, this mustache specifically, and you're not going to want that." And they said, "Oh yeah, we totally want that." And I said, "No, you say that now, but I know how it's going to go, you know." And I'm thinking to myself, "I'm playing hard to get. Like maybe I can get a little more money." And they're like, "No, no, we really want you." I said, "I'll tell you what, we'll do it down the road uh, next time. Next time a role comes up, you let me know." And then 
I was nervous, and they call, finally they did call back. They go, "Look, motherfucker, we want the stash." What the <laughs> well, since then, my mustache has more appeal than I do. I think it has Axel Stash has more Twitter followers than, <laughs> than, than I do. Stash. And you know, it's so um, you know, it, it's so iconic, or I don't know if it's iconic, but there is that element that wow your stash is getting hired. You aren't, you know, or I, I always show up thinking, Oh, they're going to cut my hair and my facial hair and my mustache. And they never do. Even on this thing, Longmire recently, I was thinking, Oh wow, they're going to, and they didn't. So, I, you know, I don't know. I, I just live with it right, right now. Right. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, uh, Tom Selleck, Sam Elliott, Lou. Tell. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's it, man. That's a hell of a group to be a, a, a mix with, I'll tell you. Um, That's good. And uh, I always thought, I, I always thought that I would put out a coffee table book called "All of Me." Why not take all of me on all the body parts that I've lost? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, I got my face cut off in Devil's Rejects, and in Texas Chainsaw, Arlie Ermy blew my head off, and in Domino, Mickey Rourke blows my arm off, and. Uh, uh, I get my nuts sliced off in uh, in Devil's Rejects as well. So uh, and shot in the head yet again in in, in Walking Dead. So I, Michael I think Myers I, got you too. What, what, what oh, did Michael yeah, Myers do to you? How could, I, how could I forget that? You know, I'm, <laughs> for, I'm scheduled to be part of a. You know, it rings to my mind with Tyler Maine in in Halloween, Michael Myers. That guy's so big. And yeah, I've he, met him. He's ginormous. And he can get you. He can. He's an old. You know. He's he's a wrestler as well, and he can get you in the air. He can get you lifted. Um, but I'm scheduled with a movie with. Uh, you know, first it was he and I and and Leslie Easterbrook, but all of a sudden it's like an I. It's like a page of 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 horror icons. It's called um, William Frost. Mm-hmm. Uh, where I play the title character, and uh, he's a mortician, um, and he cremates his neighbor kids because they're loud, oh. um, <laughs> right? Oh wow! <laughs> and then and then helps the parents mourn. You know, brings tea and cookies over and tries to help them get through the loss of their missing children. Oh man, um, that is crucial. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm sort of looking forward to that. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> the tea and cookies part, at least. Uh, so you know, it's, it's it's there's always there's always something out there, and I think actually based on the the type of cast that they've put together, there's, they've generated so much interest because there's not one person that doesn't have a huge following, you know, in in some form or fashion. And Rob has an, an element of that. You know, Rob hired a really great dude named. Um, Lawrence Hilton Jacobs, and y'all know him, or maybe some of you know him as Freddie Boom Boom Washington uh, from Welcome Back, yeah, Cotter. Yeah. Mr. Cotter. Uh-huh. So uh, that was great. And, of course, um, he brought back uh, Jeff Phillips, who he likes very much. Jeff was uh, in Lords of Salem. He's, uh, he, he's very talented. And... Um, E.G. Daly, of course, uh, that we all adore from way back in Pee Wee, but voice of Babe the Pig and Rugrats and 
in so many things. She's just very talented. She's uh, she's great. Um, so Rob's really good at bringing some cool people like Weird Al Yankovitz or uh, um, what's the other guy from the Monkees? Not Davey. Oh, uh, it was he was Peter? Not, oh Mickey. Peter. Yeah. Mickey Dolan. Mickey, Mickey, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. Was it Peter? <laughs> he was in. Uh, he was on the Halloween too. Yeah. He was in, in the Halloween. Yeah, you're right. So I'm always. Or Howard Howard Hessman from from WKRP was in his recent Halloween, right? Uh, you know, I'm always interested in in some of the really great people that that are brought back. We you know we lose touch of a little bit, and and they're brought back. Like you know, um, I got to work with Tom Wopat recently on this Longmire show uh, from the Dukes of Hazard. He was uh, he and John Schneider did right. that. Which I guess is kind of ta- all of a sudden that went from be- you know we're full circle in here, folks, because we started with Daisy Dukes and now yeah, we're back at the Dukes <laughs> of Hazard, um, which which tells how renegade your podcast is because we're not supposed to talk about that Southern Confederacy at all. <laughs> uh, no, no, for- no. We, we, Dukes of Hazard is now very taboo. Can't Absolutely. Yeah. That, for all those years, we adored that. And another yeah. one that we had a, a crush on, we have to remove that all from our. From, well, I'm from. Uh, I'm from. I actually grew up in Georgia, so obviously Dukes of yeah. Hazard was a big part of my upbringing. And I was like, I just, yeah. I'm like, no one was mad for the 35 years that the show's been aired until just about a month ago. Exactly. So, I don't exactly. Know. Yeah. It's just. It's. It's. It's bizarre. Our hypocrisy. Uh, <laughs> Which is such a fun word to say, and such an easy word to um, portray. It's such a behaviorally, um, but I always like this line from uh, "Cat on a Hot Tin Roof" that Big Daddy used to say: "The mendacity of it all." I love that word, mendacity, and I find hypocrisy to be a lot like that, and the word ostensibly. Those are those are some really great words that actors love to say and tickle, or maybe I just like right. them. It could be the 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 no wearing the shirt thing too. I don't know. These are my little foibles. Yeah, you're getting my A game today. Your Lugisms. Uh, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's well, Lou, dude, I want to thank you for coming on. Our time's running up on the live broadcast too. But but you know what? You've always gave us. More time than we deserve with you, man. And I just want to thank you for giving ZombieCast that, mm-hmm. dude. I mean, it's always an honor talking with you. Well, it's my pleasure. Obviously, I, I enjoy visiting with you all, and I, I think you do a fantastic job. It's the proof's in the pudding with how much attention and, and your audience. And, uh, you know, I, I like to relate to the audience as that, you know, and I'm the audience as opposed to fans because I feel like they're – a big part of the team and they're they're providing as much information as we are and there's a symbiotic relationship and I think it's important to uh have that recognition and respect of such. So I, I seldom term fan but uh but I am uh I'm an Atlanta Braves fan yeah, me too. by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is which is not um as cheerful 
this year as it has been in the past. But, it was, uh, it was cheerful, a, cheerful in the uh, the mid early night, early early mid nineties, Lou, and then I know, just it became too heartbreaking. You know what's cheerful? Uh, this this couple Sundays ago, John Smoltz was was asked to come be part of the uh, top echelon of baseball in the Hall of Fame, and the year before that, we had uh, both Tom Glavin, um, Greg Maddox, and and our delightful skipper Bobby Cox so mm -hmm. I think the Braves they're getting theirs you know yeah. uh, and Atlanta is one of the really great towns I work there with the Walking Dead and we're in and out of Atlanta a lot but it's one of the really great towns in America it's really become uh, in my opinion just a fantastic place and um, great place to eat I meet more foodies on tour there than any place in America, it's it's fantastic. Yeah, good stuff. Nice. Have you have you ever had the uh, the America the America burger? What's that? What's that called, Matt? Red, what's white, and blue burger? burger. Oh yeah. The, have, you, have you ever had the red, white, and blue uh, burger uh, in Atlanta, Lou? Because uh, our very own Matto had one of those at last two years ago, Walker Stalker, and then they didn't have it at the most recent at Hard Rock. Stalker. Devastated. And as a Canadian, I've been trying to recreate it here, and it just hasn't worked for me. So if you ever come across a red, white, and blue burger, let me know where it is because I will travel for that. <laughs> I will. Uh, I'll have one sent to you, Matt. We're in Can we're in Canada. <laughs> I'm just north of Toronto, about an hour's north. Ah, uh, you, know, do you ever make your way up here sometimes? Yeah, you know, uh, I, I do. Um, I was in Calgary. Oh, nice. Uh, Earlier, and it was. I mean, this was during. Uh, hockey playoff season they made the playoffs <laughs> yeah uh, they were playing vancouver and and i got to go to a hockey game uh with the arrow Stephen amell invited oh, me wow. which was amazing because he's a, a incredible hockey enthusiast and knowledgeable and mm. i'm a hockey in, fan uh by virtue of just enjoying the sport in watching it. It's a very participatory sport if you're there in right. person. It's fantastic. And my and other in Calgary for sure. It, Calgary was great. It was yeah. a sea of red. And I was there also with Rosario Dawson who has this great new show. Uh, um I saw pictures from that. Which is Daredevil and she's uh, yes. apparently apparently it's great and she's great in it. And that was so much fun. And I uh, Calgary was fantastic. I'm assuming their big rodeo, the Stampede, is great that way. Toronto, by the way, is having a, a great baseball season. This past week they had made a lot of moves. Yeah. Yes, and, and so I think their feeling really filled up with hope and promise. Um, but I will say this. A lot of times when you build something, uh, the most important person is Bill Nye, the chemistry guy, because mm -hmm. you, have to, you have to have chemistry. There's got to be a balance, and you can put all the great stars you want in something, but if it doesn't have the right genesis qua, then it's it's lost. Mm -hmm. So let's hope that's not the case with Toronto. Uh, clearly, it is not the case with uh, with with Zombie Net because you're doing such a great job, and y'all y'all are you know landing it so big congratulations and thank you for having yeah, this dude, part of it and, and you know thanks buddy. Oh, sometimes the boss is hard to reach lou so you know when media stuff comes up you know for 31 uh let him know about zombie cast dude we do reach the globe man and uh it, you know every week dude every monday night we'll do. we'll do for those of you out there looking for me uh um i'm on twitter that's actually me dealing with it and as you know 
um, that uh, Lou Temple actor on Twitter. The Facebook page is a fan page, but they always get me uh, the messages. So if you ever want to message me, I always actually do receive those. Um, you know, fan mail, again, here we use that word fan, but I get it. It comes to me. It goes through uh, a source, a, a, um, a mail source, but it, it does end up with me, and I attend to all of it personally. So if That's you want to send something, just know that that is me. And I try to do something rather personal, write you a note back to let you know I read your letter. And um, I think that's uh, that's important and appropriate. So reach out to me. Stay on top of ZombieNet. They're going to be um, – I, 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 the next thing for Matt, in the next conversation I want to have, I want to spend a, a, a topic discussing zombie in the form of infection or – Live virus. Yeah, we have that all the every week. We have that debate. Yes, so next do. time you're on, we'll have and to dig really into that. because because I'm interested. We have a lot of live virus, and we are host to a lot of parasites. And we we have a very natural live virus in the form of shingles, which could mm. rear its ugly head and and probably pandemic this entire world. So I'm I'm I feel like these types of things aren't so supernatural, and I want to. You know, open that discussion, and uh, and I'm sure you time, you, you already do. But uh, but as we are here and we've run out of time, I thank you so much for listening to me. Talk on, yeah, talk yeah. on, as Bobby. Yeah. You buddy, that's you awesome. Know, we just appreciate coming on. You know, you're you know we really look up to you, and you're just you're just an amazing swell guy. T- oh, that's very t- very kind. T- tell thank Rob you. Zombie he don't know what he's missing, Lou. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I'm sure. One quick question, because I know Wait. that Rachel uh, in our chat has been dying to find out yes. if you will be making any tours in Australia soon. I'm not scheduled for Australia. I know they're always trying. And, you know, Vincent Ward, my partner on the show, he's been. I think he went, and, and it was great. Every time I get one scheduled, I unfortunately get an acting job and have to go to work. But uh, let Rachel know I really want to go to Australia. I know their fans and their audience is amazing. And and what we're trying to do is build something where it's it's a group of us, you know. So it's okay. it's a it's a big payoff that they can get down there. I'm I'm fairly certain Walker Stalker is branching out internationally now, and I'm I'm fairly certain that they'll put one up in. Uh, you know, Sydney or, or Melbourne or, uh, you know, Brisbane or something. And, um, and, and pro actually probably all three of the big cities and make it a, a bit of a tour, you know, and I can see that in the works. So yes, let her know we're on our way. Nice. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Rachel. Right. Thank you. Hang all in right, there Lou. for us. Lou, and you- <laughs> can I have, okay. I have one last little question for one last little question for Lou and I'll, I'll be yep. Uh, could you next time you're on the set of Thirty One? Could you put in a good word uh, with Ginger Lynn for our friend Sean yeah, here? I, I like to. Get, I want to get Ginger <laughs> in here, dude, because yeah, she was in the Devil's Rejects also. Sean, lo- Sean loves the Ginger yeah. Lynn. She is so great, you know. And and I used the term soccer mom, I think, earlier. And the reality, Sean, is well, she's not based on her, you know, her <laughs> yeah. career and. and <laughs> <laughs> but but really, she's so normal and so you know easy, and she might talk about a recipe for you. 
And, um, you know, it might, yeah. it might be making apple pie right. a little different. Yeah. But it's still, as we saw, it's still I, apple as we saw pie. with Captain Spalding, uh, what in the Devil's Rejects? Yeah, earn him on the bed. Uh, at the she, uh, she is, uh, she's, she's great, and she was great. You know what? Uh, Sidelight story. She was, uh, she had just had knee surgery in that scene. And she was in a lot of pain, and she pulled that thing off. She was, she oh was. Oh boy, crazy. did she, did she? Yes. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so, 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 tell Ginger about the zombie cast, Lou. But dude, we want to thank you again, man. And uh, you've always got a home here at Zombie Cast, man. And uh, we're blessed to have a friend like you, Lou. All right, guys. Thank you all Thanks, so Lou. much. Appreciate it. My love, and uh, all over right, and good out, night, buddy. Talk to you later, buddy. Good night. All right. Bye, enjoy. Lou. Keep be good to each other. You uh, follow, follow me? you, buddy. <laughs> good night, Lou. All right. Good night, good night. Oh, man. Such a good guy. So, guys, let's get to the wrap up show. A long show this week. Oh. Uh, so, uh, Miss Norma, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter under Normie477, or you can find me on All Games on Sunday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with Knuckleballer Radio. And come find me on Facebook under Normie right. Lee. And Tedekin, where can people find you? Uh, Tedekin on everything, Xbox Live, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Vine, on and on and on. Matter of Fly. Yo, buddy. Um, Matter McFly at Matter McFly, M E T T O M C F L Y, and Tuesday nights on uh, Video Game Outsiders. You can find me on Twitter.com slash Freeman Daddy 5. My Xbox One gamer tag is Freeman Daddy number 7, Freeman Daddy 7. Uh, add me there. I don't game much, but I will game some. I've been playing World of Tanks a lot. Uh, but on behalf of the oh, Miss Miranda Angry, Mr. Cowboy Chris. Angers. Mir- Ang- Miss, Mir- Miss, Miss Angers, Miranda Angers. I said Angry. Miranda Angers. Uh, Cowboy Chris, Mr. Lou Temple himself, the Mr. Derek H. Uh, thanks for broadcasting broadcasting us. Uh, Miss Norma Latte, Tedekin, Madam McFly, and myself, Freeman Daddy Five. We could call episode wonderful one sixty five. Total wrap. Good night, everybody. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.